0: Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merc, and I'm joined by Wee Wee Man. How are you doing, Wee Wee Man?
1: I'm doing fantastic. How about you?
0: That's good to hear, and I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to talk about... We have, like, so many Hearthstone cards to talk about, but I'm excited to talk about these Hearthstone cards.
1: Uh, Yes, they're cracked, too.
0: Yeah, they are a lot of cracked cards. Some bad ones, but we'll talk about those, too. Uh, But anyway, uh, how, how was your week, Wee Wee Man?
1: It was good i went to see a band um on wednesday night uh called alton goon which is like a turkish psychedelic band and it was one of the best concerts i'd ever been to it was incredible and since they were really small i got to see them like after the show and like talk to talk to these people uh it was it was really cool so that was probably the highlight of my week um and i also got a ps5 So I've been being a PS5 gamer a lot this week and getting into a whole bunch of different games like the two main ones right now have been Celeste and Street Fighter. Street Fighter! Yeah, Private Merc has finally got me on the Street Fighter train, so. (laughs) I am
0: the Red Cyclone horror show.
1: (laughs) Now that I can use the modern controls, I'm... I can, like, actually, like, fathom the game because yes, I'm horrible the at directional input. Tell the yeah. world that
0: it is okay. He modern controls and proud.
1: Yeah, it is the best. I, I, I've read some people say this online, too, because I, I don't really know anything about Street Fighter, but I've read people saying that it's, like, a really good time to get into the game now, and I'm pretty sure you've even said that. Um, Yeah, it's, like, this is the best entry
0: for beginners to get into it, but it's also complex, it's, like, super complex as well, so, like, it's good for veterans alike, so I think it's, like, and it's good for even those that, like, kind of just want a fighting game, but they're more interested in, like, of a single-player aspect, this is the first Street Fighter with an open-world single-player story mode, like, it's a fighting game that appeals to all people, like, veterans, newcomers, and even people that aren't really about playing a fighting game for playing other people like it's got really good single player content so yeah i really recommend this game
1: yeah it's it's been fun um but and uh, other than that uh yeah I, I i i've been playing a little bit of hearthstone this week not not a whole lot um i i i played mainly relic dh and i tried a few games with naga mage and uh yeah nagamage is very very difficult so um i was i was uh debate or not really debating but i was arguing with nick about how uh nagamage like I, I was like nagamage shouldn't be that hard it's literally just you yeah, play Naga, text- you play yeah. a spell and <laughs> I then was texting
0: him at work and he was like uh I was like, dude, look, I sent him a picture of the vicious syndicate report and he was like, ha ha ha, like Einstein mage, they were calling it like galaxy brain Einstein mage and he was like, I just don't understand how it can be hard. You're literally playing a naga and then a spell and then a naga and then a spell and then how, how does that go in, in, in practice?
1: Yeah, so it goes like me playing a naga and waiting four seconds before playing my spell because like, yeah, you, you kind of have to use your brain. I figured out, like, yeah, you got <laughs> And <laughs> so. then if you,
0: like, play, like, a three-cost spell, like, you play an Arcane Intellect, and then you, like, draw, like, a an am- amalgam, like, you got a tomb belt, oh, but now you only got one mana left because you played a three-cost spell, and then, now your turn's over.
1: So. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. But it uh, seems like it... I, I see why people like it, for sure. But, so, yeah, that, that was pretty much my week in Hearthstone. Just... Didn't really explore many new decks. I played a ton of games with Naga Mage, but I would not want to talk about Nagamage because I don't know the first thing about how to play it still. Um, but Relic DH has still been really fun. Um, but how is. or. what?
0: Uh, a creature of habit, you are still playing Relic DH. So, do you have any upcoming plans this weekend, Wee Wee Man? Is anything happening this weekend?
1: What is oh my god my wedding is coming yes, up yes
0: yes yeah it's wee coming wee man up on,
1: yes it's gonna be on Friday of this week and uh, then the honeymoon is uh, the next Monday so I'll Let's be go. I'll be in Costa Rica which actually this is a great I'm glad you brought this up because um we will probably not be posting an episode till um, What are we thinking? Like, late July? Like We're maybe thinking, Ju- like, July maybe 30th. Like the episode
0: might even be going up, like, the night before the expansion launches, Yeah. possibly. We, we're gonna try and review all the rest of the cards that come out, because it won't be as many. I think this episode's gonna be the most, because it's four classes in every neutral, which means we'll have, like... I mean, we'll have seven classes left. That's probably about the same. We're gonna be about the same length episodes, probably, but we're gonna try and get it up the night before, so, like honestly like what i'm gonna be i'm gonna be thinking about it all day at work so i imagine like maybe our podcast would be good for that you guys thinking about it all day at work you can at least hear about the cards and get hyped like we are
1: yes for sure um so yeah that'll um plan to we'll plan to have that up hopefully like right before august 1st so like the last day of july or or august 1st if we have to um because we're not exactly sure how it's going to look when I'm getting back from my honeymoon and with our schedules TBD, and TBD, TBD, to be determined. Yeah. Yes, but, but be on the lookout for part three, because we are, we are very hype about these cards, and we want you to be too. So, But yeah, uh, how has your week been?
0: Uh, my week was pretty good. Nothing crazy. I've been on the Street Fighter grind as well, as you know. Still yes. giving Zangief, giving him the gameplay uh my sister came and visited today she lives like an hour and a half away in hershey and so she came and spent the day with me and hannah it was fun played some board games played the game wingspan with the birds it's a really fun but complicated like board game you got to manage your birds in three different ecosystems and each of the ecosystems provides like a different kind of resource like one provides lots of card draw one provides lots of Uh, like currency to buy more birds with, and it's just like very like, pretty strategy intensive, and it's a really fun game. I did not win though. Uh, yeah. Who won? Uh, Stevie won, and I got second, and Hannah got third.
1: So close team. Stevie's pretty big brain. I guess no, she just got got
0: lucky. It's uh, the game isn't skill. I mean, I mean, it's a luck based (laughs) game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not true. True board games are all just luck. Every single one of them.
0: Yeah, so fun that time. Sounds fun. Uh, and also been playing a lot of man. Hannah have been playing Super Monkey Ball a lot because we like are almost done with the story mode. We got like four levels left, and like we're at the point where there's only four in, left in the story out of all of them. And like by the time you get to the end game of that, like the levels are just like the most ridiculous thing you've seen in your entire life. You're like, okay, You're, like this is this is amazing. So. But, that game's fun. But, yeah, just really... I'm hyped for Hearthstone, uh, Titan set. I haven't really been playing that much Hearthstone, though, either. Like, some Naga Mage here and there. Like, I'm up to, like, Diamond 4, I think, with Undead Priest. And, honestly, I'm just playing Undead Priest because it gives really fast games. Uh, and it's fun. Like, the Mind Eater. Just getting... Mind Eater is like, probably my favorite card in the deck. Because that's, like, the most fun card in the deck, in my opinion. Mind Eater can just provide some crazy stuff. I like got really aggro against the blood death knight today and was able to beat him cuz i like i did a turn 3 mind eater banshee with the zero cost spell and then like basically played my entire hand to the point i had nothing but an archbishop benedictus the 5 mana 5 6 that is just horrible and yeah. when my Mind Eater died, it gave me a Sir Finley from his Blood Death Knight deck. So then I Sir Finley would the Benedictus to the bottom of my deck, and I was like, "I will not draw you for the rest of this game." And then the card he drew me was like a was the uh, Grave Digging. So then I got to refuel my hand, and it was like huge because my board it was just like turn three or four. He wasn't able to get like board clears out in time. So so
1: that's awesome.
0: It was a fun fun game, but not much Hearthstone. Lots of Street Fighter. Lots of um other games I guess it's just really been oh God of War 3 I started God of War 3 because a long time ago when I was much younger I played through God of War 1 and 2 and the way God of War 2 ends is just on the biggest cliffhanger ever like basically if you know anything about that like Kratos wants to fight all the Greek gods and God of War 2 ends with like Kratos, like, climbing Mount Olympus, and he's, like, about to be face-to-face with, like, Zeus and Poseidon and everyone, and then God of War 2 just ends, like, cuts to blight. It's, like, to be continued, and you're like, wow. And I just, like, never had a way to play God of War 3 for the longest time, because I I played 1 and 2 on, like, my portable PlayStation device, the handheld one. So then when I finally got a PS5, I was like, it's been so long since I've played 1 and 2, I feel like I have to replay them, and then I, like, thought about it, and I was like, because I'm just, like, that kind of person, or if it's been super long, like, I take a big break from a game or, like, a book or anything like that, I'm the kind of person that kind of has to start over from the beginning. I don't have to, but it's just, like, mentally, I'm like, I need to start over, because there's some things I may or may not remember.
1: But then yeah. I just, like, kind
0: of threw that aside. I was like, you know what, I played through 1 and 2. I played 1 and 2, like, so many times growing up. I got the plat in both those games as a young, young gamer. I played through them each, like, at least, like, three times. I really... Like, and I was like, you know what, I want to just finish this trilogy, and I remember enough of those games, and I'm having a lot of fun with 3, so that game is really, really fun too, and the story's great, so...
1: But... Yeah, the sun's sick. With enough time
0: spent on other video games, let us move into the many, many cards we have to re- review today.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: So we're gonna do it just like last week, we're gonna go class by class, then into neutrals, and we're gonna, like, take turns... Give our star a review, explain why, and then, and then once we've finished our discussion, uh, if Wee, Wee Man gives me some some cards I hadn't thought about, or I give Wee, Wee Man some cards he hadn't thought about, and we want to change after our discussion, be like we originally came into this with three stars, but after discussion, you're right, it is kind of booty. Oh, I'm gonna lower it to two stars, something like that. So, uh, and then we're also gonna like since we have full classes now. We're going to just kind of briefly talk about any new mechanic. What direction it looks like they're pushing the class in. So, with that out of the way, we'll go into Death Knight. And so, the new Death Knight mechanic is called Plagues. And, Wee Wee Man, if you'd like to uh, let the listeners know how Plagues work.
1: Yeah, Plagues are just... um, It's kind of like Curses. uh, Or, or, well, it's it's a cast when drawn uh, card that gets... Kind of like in. that
0: one one cost curse spell Warlock had, where you like shuffle three one cost like the, the yeah. curse the, the curse spell.
1: yeah yeah it's kind of like that it's uh it's just uh three different kinds of plagues that you can um give to your opponent. There's a blood one and it's uh they're all cast when drawn, but the blood one is take two damage, restore two health to the enemy hero for and it's um. It's uh That's weird that it's it has a cost. Yeah, it's one cost. But... If
0: you like I think there's like certain I there's certain cards that don't draw. Like I feel I think there's like it's weird oh. with cast when drawn. Like do you remember that rogue card Fabled Passage? Where it's like yeah. I, I don't know if that one was draw. There's certain cards that like don't have the word draw, so you would get that, and then you'd be able. Or to it's play. like if
1: you discover a card from your deck, right? They're not fable like they passage. Sh-
0: that's the Magic: The Gathering land, whatever the. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, see discover what you're saying. From the
0: deck, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. So like, they do have costs because they have to. So because you have yeah. to be able to play them if you get them in your hand, but.
1: But but pretty irrelevant. Um, but yeah. So that's blood plague. Unholy Plague is uh, take 2 damage, summon a 2-2 two, two undead for your opon- an opponent. Um, and then the Frost Plague is take 2 damage, your next card costs one more, yeah, more up to 10. So those are the three different Plagues. And so yeah, there's just a bunch of different Death Knight cards in this um, that they released recently that all have to do with Plagues, and they're pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, the plagues in general, so, in general, a mechanic like this works better the longer you're taking the game, right? Because they're they're more likely to draw the plagues. So just, like, just, like, by nature, this mechanic gets better the slower the deck is. Um, and that kind of, that kind of works, like, with these plagues, because, like, I don't know, like, like, they don't scale, like, something like Abyssal Curses or, like, Relics but they scale in terms of like their deck becomes more and more plagues than actually like their cards i guess so i'm just interested cuz these these like effects aren't necessarily effects that get better and better the longer the game goes they're all pretty like mm-hmm. they're they're, they're like all blood just plague. they're all just
1: fine yeah but blood plague like if you keep doing that over and over and you play uh you play like uh, what is it, Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's just not, it's just uh, not,
0: like, mega consistent, right? Like, it's not, like, dealing, like, trying to kill them with that, like, over a yeah. long period. Of- and also, like, it could just, when you get two random plagues, you could just get, like, two undead play two unholy, two unholy, two far. like, it's not like, you're never, like, you know.
1: Wait. What? Okay, so, Frost Plague, uh, it says your next card costs one in parentheses, up to 10 uh if is they had if, like, if, 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 they, if they
0: had they had a 10 mana card and you did that they could choose to play a 10 mana card that's all that means it can't make their oh. cards cost more than 10 mana if they had like mm. like if you frost plagued and they had like a zymox and you frost plagued them 100 times in a row the Zymox would cost 10 mana, and then as soon as they play that, all the Frost Plagues go away, is what that's saying.
1: Okay. Because, yeah, I, I I agree there. Kind of, like, it's not really, like, something that gets better in the end game.
0: Like, Unless you, like, okay, so we should go into like... the cards, though. It's, well, yeah. So, do you want to introduce the first card?
1: Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, the first card is a one mana one three. It's two unholy runes and it's staff of Pri- uh, staff of the Primus, and its text is after your hero attacks, shuffle a random plague into your opponent's deck. So, I gave or uh, what? Uh. Did, what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> what did you give this?
0: So I gave this four out of five stars. What did you give this?
1: I gave it five out of five. Ooh.
0: Okay. So. I gave this four out of five because, like, so I guess it's important. We should just bring it up now. Like this one and one other card, are two unholy runes, and some of these some of these cards that create plagues uh, have a frost in them. So, like, if you want to run the full plague package, you are being forced into a two unholy, one frost package, which means not only do you get you get none of the triple rune cards for many class, you don't even get the pity rainbow card because you're being forced into a two unholy shell. So, you're not going to get any of those Death Knight cards in this, like, type of deck. So, that's why I'm thinking, like, and then in that, uh, given that we have, we're locked in, like, a 2 Unholy 1 Frost Shell, uh, it makes it, you're not going to be able to run in any of this Plague Package, the full Package, or this card, in a, like, rainbow deck. Any deck that has any Blood Runed cards, if you want to run mm. all of them. So... In Blood Rune, like, I feel like these might be best. Like I said, the more they draw them, the better it is for you. So these these types of... These plagues might be best in a deck with Blood Runes. So that's why I gave this four stars, because it's like this... This is really good, because it's good early game removal. You play this turn one, like... Remove something with one health, or even... I don't know. Depending on what your deck's doing, you might even just go face with it, and then you can curve into some cards we'll talk about later. So I think it's—he's it's, really strong. Three plagues and removal, a weapon, one mana. Like, it's strong. I'm just the two unholy restriction makes me not eager to put it at five stars. So, uh, what do you? What were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I didn't think about the fact that it was two unholy runes like i didn't really take that into consideration when i rated it so i definitely see why you gave it the four out of five but the reason i gave it five out of five i feel like we thought it was like above three stars for similar reasons i i just thought that like like how you said like it's like you can just like it's a one three weapon. That and it's three on plagues. One. Like it's big. Val- yeah. It's big
0: value, but that's the thing. It's big value. So I guess like you're looking to go more late.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. I feel like maybe we just don't know how the plagues are gonna be played yet. Like I think I think with the the package that they got for this uh Mechanic, it's like I don't know.
0: It's just hard to run these in a hyper aggressive deck, like a de- like an unholy that's trying to like, uh, uh, do the grave strength on turn four, five, six. Like if you yeah. run this for your turns one through four, they're just not gonna have drawn any of them.
1: Yeah, I feel like it'll be. I feel like if if this is a deck, it'll be some sort of weird like, it it's not like aggro. But You don't know maybe... this card,
0: but these remind me more than anything of uh the Blood Shards, I believe they were from Scalomance. Do you? Were you around for the Blood Shards?
1: I don't think so.
0: Um, or maybe they were, um, maybe they were Blood Shards. Like, Soul Shards? I don't, hmm. Sorry. They were called, they were basically, you, they were Demon Hunter and, uh, what was it? Demon Hunter and Warlock Mechanic where you would shuffle these zero-cost uh, casts when drawn, restore two health to your hero cards, and then they had all of these, like, destroy one in your deck to do a thing. That's what these really remind me of, uh, the hmm. soul shards, but um, soul fragments. Yeah. But, yeah, that sounds but really you're shuffling sad. them into your... These are going into your opponent's deck, so... Yeah. I am very okay. interested. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 me too. I, I think... I, I just think, like, we... I don't know. It's hard telling how this will do, but I definitely think you bring up a good point um, with the kind of deck that that sort of weapon's going in.
0: So I'm still thinking I'm going to, with us moving on to the next card, I'm going to keep my 4 out of 5 stars.
1: Okay. Um, I would I would probably change mine to 4 out of 5.
0: Okay, so our next card is Distressed Cavaldir. It's a 2-cost, two 2-1 two holy ruined undead. It's an epic. It's a 3-2. And its death rattle is shuffle two random plagues into your opponent's deck. Wee oui, wee oui, man, what did you give this out of five stars?
1: I gave it a four out of five.
0: I gave it a three out of five. So why did you give it a four out of five?
1: Um, I thought that the just having, I guess I was using um, what's that card that was in burn shaman the, the wind chill or I forget it's the two mana three two. Uh Sleepbreaker? Uh, yeah, Sleepbreaker. Um Like I feel I feel like when the effect is good enough on on like a two mana minion that's like a three two, which is like not great stats, but it's they're bluff like and raptor
0: stats. They're they're the they vanilla two mana three two is like a yeah
1: yeah. It's very like it's but but it's like if the effect is good enough, I feel like that's like I don't know. Maybe it's just because like I I remember cards like that that I've played before, and I'm like I mean they're in meta decks, but I and I feel like this is designed well that like if this um pl- if like the plague stuff is a deck. Which I mean, it will be. I don't know why I'm saying it. I mean, they are. But... They, it all
0: all of these are really dependent off the plague things are a deck or not, right? It's like how, yeah. and if they aren't, if they aren't a deck, they'll buff it. It's it'll just be it'll be the relic problem. When relics came out for Demon Hunter, they were dog. They were like D D H was just that they were not playable, so they buffed all of them. They reduced the location to two mana. It was originally three. They reduced. Uh, that yeah, I think that was just. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there was another one. But, yeah, they just made them... Or they might have reduced Extinction. Extinction used to cost 2 mana, and they reduced that to 1. So, I mean, and then... Or, like, Rifts is another good one. Like, Rifts are horrible. You know what? We're just gonna literally buff all of them. Uh, so, like, really... All of these cards are, like, fine cards. Like, they're conditional, like, a 3-2, uh, quality weapon. Uh, we'll talk about, like, a quality removal later. Like, they're all quality. It's just, like... Is Plague's going to be good? If Plague's aren't good, it'll be okay. They'll buff it. But that's just really uh, how a lot of these are looking. Like, yeah, that's just my yeah.
1: thought. So if, if you could kind of explain your rating through... Uh, I'm very curious why you gave this one um, a lower rating than Staff of Primus. like.
0: So this is just a 3-2. That's like, those stats are not great. Like, you're not paying 3 Like, a 3-2, you're not happy about doing a 3-2. Like, and I, I don't know. I was just thinking, like... I guess I guess like Sleep is a good one we can like think of here like that's not one in standards so I guess I should use a different example but just like a two mana three two like you said the effect has to be pretty good like we can't really judge the effect of plagues right now but just like out of basis I'd rather have a one mana one three weapon than a two mana three two minion if we took all text off of both of them like I guess yeah it's why I rated that, that higher out. and. The text on this, like, if you we are comparing this to Sleepbreaker, like, I think Windchill, like, we don't even have Plagues yet, so this is a silly thing to say, but I feel like a Windchill is better than two Plagues in their deck. Like, that's just, like, my... I could Prediction. totally be wrong, but that's just, like, how my heart feels, you know?
1: Yeah, that checks out. Um, okay, so next we have Down with the Ship. It is a two-mana uh, Frost and Unholy Rune spell shadow spell and uh, the text on it is deal three damage to a minion if it dies shuffle two random plagues into your opponent's deck and what did you give this
0: so like just risk foldier like and like I said I gave staff the four because I thought a one through weapons is better than like this is like a three two minion three stars so a three damage removal with a uh, with text after deal three damage like three stars as well like it's fine for like just like the 2-mana 3-2 with an effect, this is, like, this is a Plague Strike. This is a Frost Strike. This is a 2-mana deal 3 damage to a minion. It's tied to a minion. It can't go face, so the condition has to be, like, good enough to be worth playing. And the condition is put 2 Plagues into your opponent's deck. I'm just not sure. Like, yeah, why I gave it 3, because it's entirely dependent on the quality of Plagues. It's I mean, it's 3-mana condition. It's 3-mana removal with text at the end, so... Yeah. Depends on how depends on how good that text ends up being.
1: For sure. I gave it a four out of five. So Why'd you give it a four out of five? I check out. Um I mean, everything you said I was I was pretty much like I was thinking about like I don't know. I, I guess I just thought since these cards are like they have, like, pretty, like, effects that you've seen, pl- like, played in uh, Standard before. Like, how you said, I for, like, Plague Strike. Yeah, um, Frost Strike. It's like, yeah. It's like they're in meta decks. So I, it was just, like, another one where I'm like, okay, well, that seems four out of five worthy considering, like, that'll probably go in a deck that has Plagues. So that was kind of my thought on it. Like it's like pre- it's like pretty good for plagues. You get to deal 3 damage or something and shuffle two plagues in. And like I don't know, I think like the fact that you're shuffling like two in every time, I think that's pretty pretty huge, especially like if you get to play in uh hell yeah, cuz it's like I don't know, that's just like if if they're just if they just have like 10 uh plagues in there that are all just like never going away like that could be pretty big but i don't know
0: yeah yeah i mean two is two is that like you I don't, we wouldn't like i don't know like one would be horrible so yeah
1: one would be like unplayable for sure
0: so yeah yeah i don't know I, I, like i get what you're saying two is good but it's it's not making me think like it's four out bananas five worthy. broken busted
1: <laughs> so we we sticking with our originals Yeah. yeah I'd still get this for, Okay. So cool.
0: our next card our next uh plague card is Hellya. It's the legendary four mana four four. Battle cry, shuffle all three plagues into your opponent's deck. Plagues they draw for the rest of the game are unending. So basically what this makes them is they all they're the exact same. All plagues are the exact same, but now all of their plagues basically at the end get texts that say, after you've like cast this, shuffle it back into your opponent's deck. So they don't they don't go away anymore. So what did you rate this, Wee Wee Man?
1: I rated it a 5 out of 5.
0: Ooh, and I rated it about a 4 out of 5. Why'd you rate it a 5 out of 5?
1: So, I think that this card um, is the only thing right now that is making Plagues look like it could be a thing to, to me. So, um, I mean, as you see, like I, I, I rated the prime, the Staff of the Primus a 5 out of 5. So, I have higher hopes for the Plagues... And seeing this card makes me think, like, okay, this is a card that's gonna, like, make a plague deck be able to work. Um, cause I mean, yeah, that's just a really good effect. I and mean, it's a battle cry, so as long as it doesn't get countered, like, you get that. And it's like, yeah, you, you, uh, have to draw her or him? Him or her, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, I think as a legendary it's it's pretty good at five how, how did you or, or why did you rate it four out of five
0: um so i i think it's i i differ from you where you said you think this is the one thing that makes a plague deck work i will talk about other cards but i think there's other cards that are like actually going to be the shining stars of plagues that are like going to be the ones that win or lose the game because this is only om- like this one really puts you into that, hey, you want the game to go super long. So, like, because, like, if you the game was super long, this is crazy. You're going to win if, like, their deck is gone and all they have is Plagues left. But it's yeah. got the one on holy restriction, so that's, like... And if you've got the one on holy If you're doing this, you're doing the full package. You need the full package because you need all the Plague cards. So that means yeah. you're tied into the green, green, blue. So, it's just this is like really locking you specifically into like a later strategy and i don't think other than all of these co- like i don't know how how great the late game strategy support is for the two unholy one one frost like we got we got the cold case like with the distressed cavoldi guy like i don't I, I, I'm like i don't know uh, we'll see we'll see we'll see i just don't i might even honestly i think i'm gonna change my answer to three because like this is, this is this is only good if the game go the, like later and later. This is like if you play this yeah. on four and the game ends on six because they're aggro, you you played a four mana four four bro. Like I ah. So we'll see yeah. we'll see.
1: But I mean yeah it's just um I don't know. I'll I'll stick with my five out of five. You're going with three out of five now. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um so, the next card is Tomb Trader, and it's a 4-mana uh, Frost on Holy Rune, 4-3, and its battle cry is Destroy a Plague in your opponent's deck to deal 3 damage to all enemy minions. And, um, what did, what did you give this?
0: I gave this a 5 out of 5.
1: Okay, and, and why is that?
0: Uh, I gave this 5 out of 5 because this and the other one that's coming up next are like, these are the, like... Cracked playing cards because this is this is like if if, It'll be more like when we talk about the next one, but like It looks like what you're I don't know It's so hard because it's like you you maybe want to go for like big mid game swings with this So you can clear or if you're going more control even this is gonna be like an ideal control tool Because this is like this is only enemy minion board clear. It's not gonna hurt your dude So you continue building your frost unholy board And if it's turn four, you're playing a Plague deck. Like, you're gonna have played Down with a Ship, Cavaldi, or Staff of the Primus, unless you're super unlucky. Like, they are going to have a Plague in their deck. Even if they draw one, though you'll have shuffled in two. So, this is pretty much always gonna be online if you're playing a Plague deck, where you can play this if you have it on four. Three mana to all enemy minions is crazy. Like, the 4-3 body, like, whatever. Like, I think that... Yeah. I mean, a board clear of 3 damage to all enemy minions on turn 4. Like, like we're looking at like the Frost, the, the 4 mana, deal 2 to everything, draw a card. This is deal 3 to everything, and only enemies, not face. But you also get a 4-3 a four three body on the board, which is what you probably want to be doing with a Frost and Holy Deck. You want bodies on board, so... Uh, what did you give this?
1: I gave it a 3 out of 5, and that was... Mainly because like a board clear on four is big against Aggro. Like it's it's really huge. Um but I didn't really consider this card to be uh like something that would be crucial in like the plague deck, I guess, that I was thinking about in my brain when I was looking at these cards. Um, and I definitely see, like, why you say it's correct. Um, I kind of feel like I want to make mine a 4 out of 5, not quite a 5 out of 5. Like, I still think is better than Tomb Trader, personally. But I do think I was a little tough on it. Because having a clear against aggro on 4, especially that deal's 3. Like, on 4, like, unless they've, like, buffed a lot, like, that's probably going like, to, kill a lot of I'll stuff. Yeah, four. Yeah, that should kill everything on 4, unless they're going tall. But, like, so, I mean, that is pretty huge, um, and that, that's why, like, I, I have high hopes for all of these, because I feel like it has really good early game removal that, um, synergizes with Plagues, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's Death Knight, like, uh, I'm sure, like, uh, Titan would be running something like this, like, or or the titan would be running yeah you can put the titan in this if you're going late game you're
0: going slower like you definitely yeah
1: and that's what this is this is for sure a late game deck i i would think especially with a card like tomb trader so yeah i would say i'm changing mine from three out of five to four out of five just because i felt i feel like i was a little hard on it i'm gonna keep my five out
0: of five because i think on turn three four on turn four sorry three is just such a good break point like this isn't like hitting like this won't kill like a school teacher if they've got like a school teacher, but like whatever. Then you'll just hero power down with the ship. Like I don't
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's that is huge. Um So yeah.
0: So next up uh is Chained Guardian. This is a one unholy, eleven cost rush reborn. It's an eight five, and it costs one less for each plague you've shuffled into the enemy deck this game. wee oui, wee oui, man, what did you rate Chained Guardian?
1: I rated Chain Guardian a 5 out of 5. Uh,
0: 5 out of 5. Uh, yeah, I mean... <sighs> Goldshire Knolls are good. Uh, Wild Paul Knolls are good. Uh, Flesh Giants are good. Uh, if you really want to make sure... <laughs> if you really want to make sure that a mechanic that you're pushing in a set releases, you give them something that you can reduce to a lower free mana cost with a fat body, and you give it Rush, and then they also gave this Reborn. So... I, uh, like, this checks all the boxes. Like, this, this card will single-handedly, like, I mean, even if Plagues aren't that good. Like, dropping two of these after you've, like, played play Plagues turns one through four. Like, oh, they got a board. Tomb Trader them. Oh, they don't have a board. Eight fives with Reborn and Rush. Kill their one thing. Like, ah, uh, this. Dude,
1: think, think about Staff of the Primus on one, Distressed, uh, Valdir on two, and then, um... What would that be? That would be six on two. You would have six plagues. Or, well, no, they'd have to remove it. That would be four I mean, plagues you, and then you they'd it I mean, you could it. go it nutty sucks. and go, it like, would be
0: quality or ship. Hell yeah. But, like, we're talking, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy how quickly you could get out an 8-5 with Reborn. Yeah, like, on yeah, and, ter- and Rush, yeah, like, one. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely yeah. get us out super early.
0: And it's, like, yeah. I mean, it's... They get they release these types of these knolls when they want to like make sure mechanic is good and you can tell they put a lot of like care into the design of this like the plagues are the plagues are flavorful like I I, I hope this I hope this mechanic's good I'm a little bit sad because like man I've tried I've homebrewed rainbow death Knight decks and this mechanic would I feel like would really if it's good I think it's pretty good I really think like would make, a, if you could run all of these in Rainbow Death Knight, it would be so fat, and then, like, ah, but that, they, just sad, it's just sad, like, I get yeah. it, it's hard with Death Knight because of all of the directions you can go, they gotta give, like, love to different combinations, but also, like, they just released the Rainbow stuff, and then you really can't use a major. you can't, you can't go Rainbow with this, because almost, like, all the cards are, like, it's literally just Hellia and Chained Guardian that don't have a two rune requirement, so you just can't do this stuff with rainbow stuff, and it's just like,
1: yeah, it's just sad because like they did the... rainbow
0: stuff, and it's also it's also sad because the mini set and what it, they pushed the mini set, and they they pushed like two unholy, one frost, one unholy, and then this set they were like, you guys get more two unholy, one frost, one unholy, and it's like, what? I thought. Like I'm I'm not trying to be a complainer, I just. It looks like maybe this standard this maybe when they said they were gonna break stuff up, they meant for like an entire standard year we're gonna push like this type of combination, two unholies and a fro- and one unholy one frost. I just thought I just thought they were gonna be changing it every set, but
1: hmm.
0: it makes sense that they wanna give a ton of support to it so it can branch out in different directions. It makes sense. So
1: Yeah. Right, so i'm excited the to next... try
0: it though i'm excited to try you this is like on what on the excitement scale of oh everything. yeah i'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm excited to try this
1: yeah i'm excited to try plagues i think i i, I honestly think it'll work i it's chain I wanna, guardian wanna
0: do you want to tell us about yeah. frozen over
1: yeah so the next card is a two mana frost rune card uh, frost spell and, yeah, it's frozen over. Uh, the text is, both players draw two cards. Your opponent cannot play them next turn. Um, what did you give this?
0: Um, I gave this a four out of five stars. What did you give this?
1: I gave it a three out of five. Three out of five. So
0: I gave this a four out of five because it's like that one science project or whatever. There was a mage spell. or No, the druid one. The na- there was one that was like both players draw two cards and this one just says it was a mage one it was a two two cost one where it's both draw two this is but and that's all play and this is both draw two and your opponent can't play this next turn this also like has other use cases too where like i mean if you're uh you can make them mill cards like if they're they got a full hand you can do this to make them mill cards and just like having them draw stuff they can't play like they could have wanted to play the card that they drew so it's not and like if you're you're, you could it's also only one frost it's a one frost so you can even run this in a uh, triple frost so like you don't like it doesn't have any unholy requirements or anything like that so not only can we try this out in the plague deck which synergizes great with plagues you're making your opponent draw too so it synergizes really well with the plague stuff. You also might just want to run this in a really aggressive frost deck. Draw some cheap stuff. Draw your uh, your arms dealers and your eggs, and then make them draw stuff too. But they're not able to do play it the their following turn, and then you can go face with all your cheap stuff you played. So I think it's all around super well rounded card, well designed card. So
1: yeah, I think I think it's. All right, I I don't know if I said already what I rated it. I rated it a three out of five. Um, like I I don't know. I I was wondering while you were talking, um, like after what you said, and then after we've talked about Alga Algalon, I think maybe the Observer. The yeah, observer. we haven't talked about him yet on um, the show. But we haven't yet, talked we haven't talked about him on the show yet. We will. We'll get to him, but it's a four mana legendary four four uh whose battle cries replace your hero power with algalon's vision algalon's vision is just like uh kind of like a disruption mechanic like you can look at your opponent's deck and decide if um what is it you want to put Uh, it on the bottom or not Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we,
0: Wee, wee, man, if you're telling me you're going to play a 4-mana 4-4, and then you're going to use the 1-mana hero power to look at the top card of their deck, and then if it is the board clear they need play this so that they can't play it next turn, I'm, I'm, buddy, is that, is that what you're, is that where you're going with this?
1: No, I'm saying, like, if that, like, yeah, I know you think, like, that's bad. I think it's, like, okay, but if you think that's bad and like you gave frozen over a four out of five you said yeah um i don't know i just like because you you were describing the kind of disruption like that you could get well you don't you're you're, you don't
0: like you don't care like you like the disruption is fine but that's not that's just a slight upside to the fact that you're drawing to like you're not you're not running this for the disruption that's not why you're so putting it. It's you're, just like it's re- a bonus. It's, it's, it's frost refuel. It's draw two that you don't need to spend two corpses on because you really need your corpses and and triple frost for your for your marrow manipulators. So you don't have to run defrost now. This is draw two and they draw two, but they can't play them that turn and it has the potential to mill them as well. So it's like the but the the potential to mill them and the potential to uh, just giving them stuff they can't use. That's not that's not why you're running this card
1: okay that makes sense because with the other one it's like you get the body but it is expensive and it's like i guess in in the kind of deck the speed played in like you said not having to use corpses that definitely that all checks out so i think i would change mine to four out of five as well nice from three out of five i yeah i agree there
0: so our next card is northern navigation this is a one frost uh common frost spell uh, discover a spell from your deck. If it's a frost spell, freeze a random enemy minion. Man, what did you rate this?
1: I gave this a 4 out of 5.
0: I gave this a 1 out of 5. So, why did you give this a 4 out of 5?
1: Because I figured like frost, like the frost deck right now, is... It's like you run all frost spells... So I just saw it as like, oh, you can discover a spell and freeze something for two. I just thought that was good like in a in like a frosty K deck. But um but yeah, that's so that was kind of my reasoning for that.
0: One might be kind of harsh cuz like I guess this could be two mana like I guess just the thing is with current frost aggro decks, it's like if you're spending two mana on turn 2, like to make sure you have frostworms, like this is this is a frostworms fury finder. You're not using this to find a horn or find a frost strike or find like froze. Like you're using this to find the only thing worth spending two mana to tutor frost. In my opinion, is frostworms fury. That's what this is. And frostworms fury is best in a more aggressive frost deck. And this says I'm not gonna play a body. I'm gonna play a two cost spell that draws me a card and then like fends off aggression. So, like, it's a, it's almost like this is designed in a more defensive deck, but, like, Mirror Manipulator, Frost Storm's Fury, the Frost package is not designed to be a super late game, slow, reactive deck. You're looking to burn your opponent down. So the fact that it's single hmm. means it could be, like, a rainbow card. Like, I guess we can run this in like rainbow and tutor the 10 cost spell and then since that has an on it has a frost room like you'd like but i mean like really that's why i gave it one because right now i'm trying to justify this by saying we use it to tutor the 10 cost rainbow spell so uh, yeah that's where i'm at. that
1: checks out okay um, I think I'd lower mine to three out of five after hearing your arguments, but not quite one out of five. I still think it's like decent. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. So um, we have one
0: more Death Knight card left.
1: Yes. Uh so it's a three mana forge forge minion, undead, called Eulogizer. And it's a battle cry, spend three corpses to deal three damage, and it's forge is gain them instead. So what did you give this?
0: I gave this a two out of five stars. What did you? Give I
1: also this? gave it a two out of five. Nice.
0: Yeah, it's just like playing this for a three mana three three. It's battle cry spend three corpses deal three damage. Uh, it's like not. It's not good. That's not good. Yeah. It's I the three. Th- it's a three three for three mana. That's bad. And you're spending three corpses deal three. That's a corpse per damage. That
1: is consumed. That is a corpse per damage. And then if you forge it, you're just playing a five like I When don't know. you forge it, the forge effect is cracked.
0: So it is gain for it's forge it it's then a three mana three three. Still a bad body. Battle cry gain three corpses, deal three damage. But that therein comes the question of it's like, is it worth it to spend five mana on this thing? Like you pass on turn two to forge this yeah. and play on three, or maybe later in the game, like on turn like you forge it or like on turn like five, you could like I guess but then uh, you're thinking, play this turn 5. Would we, we play a 5 mana 3, 3 gain, 3 corpses, deal 3 damage? Like, probably. Like, probably not. Yeah. I don't think I would, actually. So, that's why, we're, yeah, I think we're probably... I mean, you can go ahead and give your reasoning, but you probably were thinking... Mean, we gave the same reading. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. No, I, that checks out with what you said. So, with that, we finished all of the Death Knight cards. Uh, and now we're going to transition to the Hunter stuff. And we have a secret package that's in hunter now that we can talk about and some other stuff so let's get into it
0: so yeah i'm super hyped for hunter's secret package so let's go over those cards first so there's three of them uh first up we have bait and switch a two mana common secret uh secret when a friendly minion is attacked give it plus three plus three Wait, wait, man what did you rate this out of five stars
1: i rated a three out of five
0: and i rated this a four out of five so why did you rate this a three out of five
1: So, I thought that this secret kind of it could be used for, um, I guess, like, keeping a minion up. uh, And, like, it could remove their thing. Like, it's cool because it's like they don't expect it to get plus three, plus three, and then it does. And, you know, like, it's fine. Like, I gave it a three out of five just because I thought it was, like, like, it was fine. Like, I think there's secrets that might be better. Like it's it's good too if like they attack something like something big of yours with like a smaller thing and they can't remove it and then you can just hit them for like you have a minion that just got buffed with a plus 3 plus 3. So like it's good in that way, but I also thought at the same time like you'd pro- there, there's probably other secrets you'd rather play. So that's why I gave it a 3 out of 5.
0: Um I gave this uh the entire secret package is really looking to, like it looks like you're looking to be more of a like burn them down through the mid game with a weapon that we'll talk about later, but um, yeah, so more of a mid game like burst them down type deck. Um... Barrel of monkeys it makes your barrel it makes your monkey a four seven, um, yeah, uh, protects your titan makes your titan a six ten, um, it's just really good because what happens is. You're gonna run other secrets, so it might not always be bait and switch. They're gonna have to, like, attack sometimes. Like, they're just gonna have to, if you have, like, a... What it does is they're gonna try and trade into it. The thing that they're gonna try and trade in with is going to die, and then they are also not going to be able to kill your thing you had up last turn, and now the thing that you had up last turn deals more damage to them on your turn. So it's really... This is, is, like, quality. Because, like... Unless they're removing it through spells or hero power. If they're removing it through board, like, yeah. So that's why I gave it 4 out of 5 stars.
1: Okay. Yeah, that checks out. Next up, um, it's right, your turn. Yep. So the next one I have is Titan Forge Traps. It's a 2-mana uh, spell that you can forge. And it's discover and cast a secret. And the forge effect is do it twice. What did you rate this?
0: I rated this a 5 out of 5.
1: 5 out of 5? I rated it a 4 out of 5.
0: So, I rated this a 5 out of 5 because... So, the secrets that Hunter has in standard right now, we have cat trick, emergency maneuvers, explosive trap, freezing trap, hidden meaning, motion denied, wandering monster, zombies, and now we're going to have bait and switch. So, you're going to have 9 secrets in standard. So, with this on turn two, you play this, one of it, 33% chance to hit any secret you want. That's, like, pretty good, because, like, like like, it's pretty good. You're, like, if you have a very specific one you want, like, Explosive Trap or something, the thing is, if you have a very specific one you want, like, Explosive Trap, it's probably not because you want Explosive Trap on turn two. So what you can do is forge this, four mana, cast two secrets that you've discovered... Is like it's good. There was like a mage card we ran that did that, like a four mana th- card that. Oh, I think I don't remember that one, but you discovered two secrets when you played it and cast it, and that was really good. Those are mage secrets too, but like this is this also really helps the secret packages pay off, which we'll talk about next. But I think I think it's.
1: Pretty- Do you think it's worth to forge like? Do you think it's worth to forge this one? Like it depends on what your hand
0: is. It depends on like definitely depends on if you need like Yeah, it's hard cuz I'm not I haven't thought about this deck enough to think about what our early game if we're doing early game minion plays or if this is like spells, secrets and like weapons and we're just going face. Like I'm not sure what type of deck, so I'm not really sure. I think that I th- basically I think my main thought is you're happy playing this for two mana if you want to you're also happy uh forging this and playing it for four to do it twice like i don't think like we were talking yeah. about before where we were like these are booty no matter what like this is fine if you don't forge it not only is it finally it's good like it's like a 33 percent chance to discover a secret 33 percent chance i mean to get the exact secret you want and like if you're playing a secret deck like i don't know what statistics man but like if it's turn two the odds that you're gonna have the exact secret you want on turn two and your deck in your hand like the fact that this is discover you can at least pick one that's somewhat suitable to your situation and you're happy to pay two to just discover and cast the secret is hunter I, i feel like so
1: yeah no that checks out so cool. uh, okay.
0: Okay, so then our last hunter secret card is Starstrung Bow. This is a six mana, six two, epic, and it costs one less for every friendly secret that's triggered in this game. William, man, what did you give this out of five?
1: Um, sorry, let me. Okay, there it is. I gave it a five out of five.
0: Nice, and I gave it a four out of five.
1: So. Okay, I gave it. I gave it a five out of five. Or where the fuck? Okay, there it is. Okay, sorry. I had to locate it on my sheet. But uh, I I just think that if you're doing a secret package in your hunter deck, this is just a card that you'd want to have. It's a ton of damage. It's 12 damage. It's so huge. And um, I think like you'll be triggering a lot of secrets. Uh, and I think... You could definitely cheat this out, so that's why I gave it a f- five out of five. Like I think, I or uh, yeah, I think like I don't know, like what's the earliest you could get this out on, like
0: like turn one? I think like the, the secret you have that costume singer and hunter too. The one mana two one, the schmergle. That's a hunter and mage card, so you can you can oh, run yeah, that yeah, in your yeah. hunter deck. I don't know. You'd have to like. Not super early, but you also don't need to get this out super early. You want to get, like, secrets and, like, some dudes played on turns, like, the early turns. Like, get a cat trick secret, get a 4-2 hit face. Like, you want to be playing this later where you can kind of hit them twice and get them. Like, you don't really want to...
1: Yeah. It's not like
0: you need to be getting this out on the earliest possible turn, because all it is is 12 damage. And, like, 12 damage is giga, but, like, you're gonna have that 12 damage, so... You don't need to race for this it's not that kind of payoff it's more of like a it's a real it's a good payoff it's a quality i payoff. guess
1: yeah i guess i'm kind of a fool for saying like to cheat it out but it's still huge that you can play it for cheap like later that's on that's what's good about like it. Do, you do a bunch of other for, stuff like, you can and then
0: squeeze it into like any turn later on you're like i want to play a few of these this this and this and then, like, oh, I guess I can either start some bow next turn, because I still have, like, t- at least two more good turns in my hand, and then it's the 12 damage happening no matter what, so.
1: Yeah, exactly. Unless, like, there's a deck where it's, like, late game, you know they're going to have a bunch of taunts or something, then it's, that's like, true you might want to rush it out. it out.
0: But, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cool, okay. um And what do I have for my next one? Uh... Okay, so now uh, cards that aren't related to secrets. Uh, I have Awakening Tremor, uh, Awakening Tremors. Or oh, wait, oh, the always one- uh, did
0: you get the Always a bigger Jormungar?
1: Yeah, that my screen was all messed up, so I like wrote them in a weird order. I'll start with so Always a big Jormonger is a one cost spell. It's a it's a rare, and it's give a minion plus two attack and excess damage dealt by attacks hits the enemy hero. So what did you give this? I gave this a
0: 5 out of 5 stars. What did you give this?
1: I also gave it a 5 out of 5. So,
0: okay, first off, you gotta love the Phantom Menace reference. That's This card is referencing Phantom Menace. So
1: Really? Yeah. What do you mean? I forget Phantom Menace. <laughs> it's not when they're in the boat
0: with Jar Jar and all the fish are eating each other and he says there's always a bigger fish.
1: Oh, the movie. I thought you were talking about a magic card.
0: Oh, no, Star Wars.
1: <laughs> the movie, the Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so, wait. I want to hear what you why you gave this five stars first, because I, I know what, well, yeah. Well, why'd you give this five stars?
1: So, I think this is a really cool card. Um, it's, it's such a good mana cost for, like, what it's doing, and I just feel like this card is going to make King Crush and, like, just all the other big beasts and this... Um, well, this doesn't really and any this hunter. This really with
0: King Crush.
1: Well, yeah, I guess, but like a- anything, like I- I'm just thinking, it's great for like any of your big uh beasts. Like, what do you? What's that guy you play? I always forget his name. The legend, like double your stats, Lorthmar. Yeah, yeah, Lorthmar. Like, it's huge stuff, and it's like even if they play taunts, like that's what I think is huge about this. Like if. If they have a board and you're finding it hard to get, like, damage to their face. Like, I don't know. That's cool that you could play a one cost and and then you give it Trample. I was, wait- so I was I waiting that was for cool. you to...
0: You haven't said the magic words. I was waiting for you to say...
1: What was it?
0: Hollow Hound. You, this excess goes through all three minions that it hits. Ooh, and wow. Outside- yeah, I
1: didn't even think about... I did not think about Hollow Hound. That's insane. And
0: not only Hollow Hound, but if... Okay, so if you asked me, like, a year ago, you showed me Lorthamartharon and all this stuff, I would tell you you're a dreamer for thinking that you can play a Hunter deck that, like, goes to turn 10 and, like, doubles all the stats and then plays two King Crushes. But it was real. It happened. So if that can happen, why can't we play a Lortham Arthoran deck... That also runs Mishmash Mosher, and then we play that on the Mishmash Mosher.
1: Jeez, dude. (laughs) That's, oh my god. Yeah, this is a gross card. I think that's enough said. So, five out of five. (laughs) Five Good card. So, next up is uh,
0: Awakening Tremors. This is a one-mana common spell. Get three, four, one Worms. They all cost one mana. What did you rate this wee-wee man?
1: I gave it a five out of five.
0: Five out of five. I gave it a three out of five. So why'd you give it a five out of
1: five? So, I guess I just gave it a five out of five because I thought having three one one four ones, or or having three one cost four ones, is like just pretty huge. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I I see why you said three out of five because if if you think about it. In any hunter deck you're playing, you'd rather just play, like, stuff to develop your own board, and this, like, they're, they're one health, so it's, like, it's great for, like, removal, but I don't know, unless you can, like, like another reason I, I rated this high was because um, I was thinking about this fable, with, fable like, bananas, bananas and stuff. Oh, bananas. Yeah, like, you could banana them, and then, like, they're harder to kill, I guess, like, I don't know, I could definitely see, because there are only four ones, but I don't know, for for one, and, like, one, the spell is one itself, like, I wouldn't mind playing that on one, I feel like, and then having
0: two of them on two. Yeah, like, I think that's, like, fine. I think it's just sad, because, like, I guess it's just a, it's a different kind of hunter deck, like, maybe you're running this, I don't know if you're running this stuff with the secrets, I'm not sure or not, because... Like you do this on one I it's just like hunters like want to play dudes on one and you're playing a spell on one you know
1: yeah that checks out that's just my sure.
0: thought but I mean this on one and then two four ones on two it just could it could not work out because you play this on one they play like a one drop. Then you play two of these on two, they trade with the one drop and they hear a power and then you're like neutral and like, I don't, you don't really want to be at neutral with Hunter, but maybe you're fine with it with this type of deck. I don't know. We'll just have to see, but that's why I gave yeah. it, that's why I gave it three stars.
1: Maybe if what you're talking about, um, I mean, God, do the worms have rush? I guess they, it would tell you. Uh, if no, they, they do not. Anything. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see about that one. Um, yeah okay it's comparable
0: to like barrel of monkeys right like it's kind of like that like that's it's like yeah and like it barrel of monkeys is two mana but it summons the monkey and they're one fours and they have taunt and this is similar it's like swapped right they're four ones and they're but they're cheaper but like not you do have to do the initial cost so it's it's interesting i think if barrel monkey sees play this will probably see play it just depends like the hunter can get this I don't know. Hunter's not gonna have a problem, I guess, where if you get big early game damage sealing the deal. So maybe this might even be four stars, but we'll 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 see. Cool. Um your turn.
1: Okay. Um so uh Absorbent Parasite. It's a two mana epic minion, it's, uh three one. And it's magnetic and rush, and it can be magnetized to mechs and beasts. So what did you give this?
0: I gave it a 2 out of 5. What did you give this guy?
1: I gave it a 4 out of 5.
0: So I gave it a 2, because, like, I'm just not, like, there's no new mechs for Hunter in this set. And the new beast is the, the worms. And, like, this is, like... Pretty good if you magnetize this onto a monkey, I guess. Because then the monkey becomes, like, a 4-5. But... Um... So, it's like, with the worms, you're making... Just... Uh... seven twos, right? So, sorry. Um... Yeah, you're making seven twos. It's just not. It's just really easy to remove. So it could snowball pretty fast, but
1: if they have any kind just, of it's like it's a huge attack buff and not much health, removal. so
0: you want to apply this. You want to apply something with more health than attack. So it works well with the monkey. It doesn't really, in my opinion, work well with any of the new stuff, at least reliably. Like, sure, you'll play a seven. You can make a seven two, but that is going to get removed. Uh,
1: yeah. So. I mean if you're playing against a I don't know, yeah, it, it probably wouldn't work cuz there's going to be decks that can remove that. Like I mean, if you're I mean, a deck
0: that it's turn 3 and you can't deal 2 damage, you're probably in trouble. Like <laughs> but
1: yeah, but I'm not I mean I at least won't be caught playing a deck where any deck that has like I don't know. I mean I guess that wouldn't that probably wouldn't be the whole deck's game plan, but that seems pretty aggro to me. Um All right.
0: Uh next up is Observer of Myths. This is a two-mana one four rare. After you summon a minion with more attack than this, give all friendly minions plus one attack.
1: I gave this a four out of five.
0: I gave this a two out of five, so why'd you give this a four out of five?
1: Um, I thought it was cool how it's kinda like a Battlegrounds card. It seems like like it seems like if you If you have that, like, I feel like it would be a good card in a um, minion-heavy hunter deck. Like, if you draw that, like, somewhere, or even if you just hold it in your hand, like, I feel like if you play that on, like, turn six or seven or something and then drop, like, two other things, that's, that's, like, pretty good. But, I mean, it's not crazy, which is why I didn't rate it a five out of five, but I thought it would be, like, pretty good. So why did you give it a two out of five?
0: I'm just not sure what hunter decks we're holding, like, cheap dudes in. Like, you said, like, drop this with two other dudes on turn 6 or 7. Like, if you have cheap dudes, you're you're playing them. You're not holding them so you can get, like, a minor attack buff on, like, turn 6 or 7. And, like, so what this works with is, like the Tremors, but, like, as I've already talked about my opinion on them, like, you're making the one, one, and it makes him bigger, it makes him bigger, too, it's all minions, so it makes himself bigger, but making the Tremors five ones and and six ones is just, like, uh, like, it's not gonna solve the fact that they're so easy to remove, I guess, it's good with, like, it's, like, (laughs) like I've said, like, ten times, this is good with the barrel of monkeys,
1: (laughs) yeah, but, um,
0: (laughs) Like, it's funny, because all of these cards are really good with Barrel of Monkeys, but they kind of do the opposite of what you'd want with the Tremors, because you'd you'd want to be giving your Tremors health, right? Mm -hmm. Like, as you're curving out a 4-1 on turn 2, or turn 1 if you coin it, you would, like, love... Like, if I was doing a 4-1 on turn 1, like, played Tremors and coined it out, and then on turn 2, I had a Magnetic that was a 1-3, and then i just have a 5-4 on 2, like, that would be so big... But it's kind of like you're adding... It's adding... I feel like they're adding the wrong numbers. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. It's... Yeah. They're just... They can be removed with so much stuff. It's... Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I don't think... It'll it'll see definitely some play. Like, people will try it out. I'm just not, like, super big on this. Because, like, Hunter... Yeah, I'm just not super big on it, I guess. Because Hunter wants to be, like... Playing, like... Curving out. And this kind of... Is, bad on turn two and like even if you play a dude on turn three that buff is not super significant so yeah it's like a token hunter where you play a bunch of like one mana one one rush dudes but not even one mana Mm -hmm. one ones because they would need to have more attack yeah i don't know i don't know okay so i think is it your turn for the last hunter
1: yeah yeah the last hunter card is a three mana three three common fable stable hand it's a rush minion with a battle cry. If you control a minion with four or more attack, gain plus two, plus two. And, uh, what did you give this? I gave
0: this a four out of five stars. What'd you give this?
1: I gave it a three out of five.
0: So, why'd you give it a three out of five?
1: Um, it just seemed pretty average to me. Like, uh, like, I don't know. I guess if you if you do have something with four more attack, it's pretty big. Like, it's huge if you have something with four more attack. But, um, you would probably be playing this more in the mid-game. Um, I guess even after turn four playing this. Because, I don't know, you're probably not going to have something with plus four attack. I mean, with the Awakening Tremors, like, I guess you could play this, um right on four um for sure because you you can just play that and then uh you don't have to worry about it being removed and then you have a five five so like i don't know i just thought it was decent i guess those were my thoughts on it how about you
0: yeah i give it four leaning on five stars because like this is why you're playing the awakening tremors deck you like would tremors on one play two four ones on two and then curve into a 3-mana 5-5 five, five rush. And then that 5-5 five, five rush curbs their board and makes it so their board can't answer the remaining 4-1 if they weren't able to remove both on turn 2. So, like, and then from there mm-hmm. on out you snowball. So this is, like, your payoff for the uh, Awakening Tremors card. So I gave it 4. Like, if Awakening... like. Uh, yeah, I gave it four, but like this would be if an Awakening Tremors deck works, this would be the reason why, in my opinion, because this card is cracked on three if you can curve into it.
1: And that checks out. Alright, so with that, let us move on to Priest. There's only a few Priest cards. Oh. How, what do you mean? Priest? there's 23 Did four, I not five, did, six, my, seven, eight, nine, did my nine,
0: 9 new priest cards?
1: Uh yeah, literally my screen for oh, Well, it's just okay, I think it's just, just the uh, the
0: Blizzard website like it's not good.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's i reloaded and now I only see a mantle. That's incredible. I reloaded Okay, a few na- times now, I see, see, I now I see now I see yeah, now I got all the priest cards. Okay, um, so, you want- so that's unfortunate.
0: You can go ahead and ask me the first one, and I'll, I'll, I'll reel us in if you haven't gotten a chance to review all of these.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll rate the ones that I <laughs> I saw, but, yeah, the other ones you can just give your rating. So uh, I think it's your turn, though.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, what did you... Astro Automaton is a one-mana, one-one rare mech. Has plus one, plus one for each other Astro Automaton you've summoned this game. What did you rate this out of five?
1: So I, I did not get a chance to rate it.
0: Okay, so. uh, I rated this a okay. Well, just given just given a chance to look at it, you can have a minute to think about it. What What would you just like? Instinctively, you opened up Reddit, pulled it up, and read this. What would you rate this out of five stars? Hmm.
1: Um, I guess it depends on, like. How many astral automatons you'll be playing that game? Um, I would probably rate it a three out of five, not knowing how that package looks. Like how how many? Like I guess you're discovering them or um, uh, summoning them with uh, whatever that one card that resurrects something that costs like two or less. I forget what it's called, but uh, so yeah, uh,
0: that guy only gets undeads.
1: Oh, shoot. Well, I don't know. Yeah, probably 3 out of 5, then, for me.
0: Oh, uh, I gave him a 1 out of 5. I'm just not sure. Like, he's 1, so, like, you play this in a deck where you can play a bunch of him really early on, but I'm not sure the support we got. There's, like, one card that's, like, Discover and Forge and get another, but, like, like there's a lot of ways to make copies of him with, like, the 2-cost spell, uh, the 2-cost spell that Finales, the power cord synchronize, and, like, there's lots of ways to copy them like, with the creation protocols, some other stuff we'll talk about. I'm just not sure, like, like, if a, if a super copy-heavy deck was good, what about that, like, 4-mana 2-2 two, two card Freebird that has, like, charge and plus 1, plus 1 for every time you fight played it this game? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one. That's a huge mana difference, but also, like, this is one because you want to play a bunch of them as fast as possible. Priest doesn't have a way to really, like, make three of these appear in its hand and play them all in one turn. I'm just not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure about this. I think this effect is like bait. There's people that really like this effect and will play it, but I do not see it being good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't see it being good either. So next up we got, uh,
0: oh, it's your turn actually for creation protocol.
1: Yes, sir. So, yeah, it's uh, a two-mana spell, uh, two-mana holy spell that can be forged and it's called Creation Protocol. Its effect is discover a copy of a minion in your deck, and the forge effect is get another copy.
0: So I give this a 4 out of 5 stars. I mean, like, so many infinite titans, infinite blackwater behemoths. Like, I I feel like this... This cards, this card does not need will not like people will run this in this astro in their astro automaton nonsense deck, but like you just run this in a good priest deck, like you run that you run this in like control priest just you don't care you, you discover a copy of something in your deck and you play it like and if it's like if you hit like a blackwater behemoth or your titan or like a, a, any a specific priest minion like you are you are hype about that. Uh, this card seems very, very good to me. What did you rate this?
1: So I didn't get a chance to rate it, but I also agree with you that it's it's probably a four out of five. Like, I I think it's gonna be good in like any kind of control priest type deck. So
0: next up we got False Disciple, a two mana two two rare. Battle Cry: Discover a legendary mint priest minion from the past. So what did you rate this out of?
1: Five. Another one I didn't get well, to. Well, it's Reddit. Um, but looking at phone, it, though. yeah, yeah. I'm. Not, I'll just let you know quickly uh, if I <laughs> didn't get a chance to think it through very long. But this one, just looking at it, so two mana, two two. I discover a legendary priest minion from the past. Any, any um, I, I guess I don't. I don't know what the pool is for that or what it would look like i know you would know a lot better so uh, i guess if the pool is good i would say something like this is like uh probably like three out of five maybe four out of five but what do you think
0: i gave it a one (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know,
0: like, there's just so many bad hits, like, there's so many, like, and, like, I don't even know what you are trying to hit, like, I'm looking through every single one, like, I mean, we got your boy Najak Hexen, like, I guess you want him, yeah. we got Mita, Mita's really good, we got Madame Lazul, she's good, like, I'm ri there's just so many, like, Camellios is pretty quality, Arch- Archbishop Benedictus is amazing. You might run this actually two, 2 out of 5. 2 out of 5 because maybe you hit Archbishop Benedictus off this and then you become the control god. Or, by the way, Man, we you probably didn't play during this card. He was a 7 mana 4, 6 legendary. Shuffle a copy of your opponent's deck into your deck. So you just,
1: oh, you just put like
0: 20 more cards in your deck and you win the fatigue war no matter what. So maybe. But there's also Jeez. like how many hits are there? There's like 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32, 36, 40, 41. So, like, you're probably not. Like, I'm giving it. I was saying 2 out of 5 because, like, that would be amazing to happen. But you're you're never going to be consistent with this. And there's just so many bad hits in Wild. So, seems like a fun card, not a good card.
1: Yeah. Okay, so then we have Grace of the High Father, which is one I actually did rate. It's a three mana holy spell, and it's restore eight health discover a card that costs the amount overhealed and I rated this a five out of five. What did you rate it? Oh,
0: uh, I rated this a two out of five
1: dang, okay, um, so why did you rate it a two out of five?
0: um so this is good with overheal stuff, and like the one this is really good with is heart throb, but even then like heartthrob costs four right so you'd be having to play four pass and then like heal this and then you're also just discovering it and adding it to your hand so you have to rely on any overheal effects you're getting on board to be worth it because whatever you're putting in your hand you're not you're probably not playing that turn so it's just like this is reliant on the thing you're hitting the overheal with to provide you with a fat overheal effect and I mean Overheal has been disappointing thus far and this does not really convince me that this is going to make it uh good. So, what was your reasoning?
1: Um, I just liked that it was support for Overheal and I thought that this kind of card would make Overheal really or, or not really good, but it would it would be very beneficial for the deck. Um, like I don't know. It's just a, like eight restoring eight health is just something. I I don't think there's any other. I don't think there's any card in priest that heals more than that. I could be wrong, but and it's three mana. Like it's it's a it's a fine cost, and the fact that you get to discover a card with the mount like. Three, the, I, I three don't mana, know. Three I just, I just think like it
0: is like, do not you, you are not happy about that. Like th- that, that that's well, yeah, a, that's but a you classic, get to discover that's a classic druid spell that came out. When but Heart you get
1: to, <laughs> you, you get to discover, and then also it's like you're, you're, you're running this in overheal priest. So like, it's also just not the, 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 the body
0: though. Like you're on t- three mana, hit your overheal thing. Don't develop board.
1: True, yeah. I don't know. I'm probably still going to stick with 5 That's out fair. of 5. That's
0: fair. I'm going to stick with 2 out of 5 as well. Alrighty. So, next up is Student of the Stars. This is a 3 mana 4, 3 common. Death rattle shuffi- shuffle a copy of this into your deck with a permanent plus 3, plus 3. Wait, wait, man. What did you rate this?
1: Um, Not one I was able to get to, but looking at it... Oh. Uh... Hmm, I don't know. Probably three out of five three seems five. okay. I give it a
0: one out of five. Um, okay. It's like, that that kind of checks out. It's like you can power chord synchronize it. You can creation protocol it. You can make copies of it. But like, uh, I don't know. It's like it's like a it's like another L one board. It's like the astral Automaton. It's like L one board. It's like you, you want to play a bunch of them, bunch of them. It's just like type like of strategy generally. Just doesn't end up panning out, and even if it does pan out, it'll probably get nerfed, because, like, that strategy's just not, that makes people want to uninstall when someone plays the same minion 12 times in a row, and, like, this is not impressive. Like, a three mana four four threes, not impressive stats, and then the copy gets shuffled into your deck, so you have to find the copy, and it's not like, it's not like you power cord sync this, and then the power cord synced copy is buffed, No. When this dies, it shuffles a copy into your deck that is three three bigger. It's not like the automaton, that's bigger for every other one. So then you'd have to get that one from your deck that's now a seven six. That one would need to die. Then you'd need to get that exact same one out of your deck. That would be a ten nine, you know? So it's just yeah. like it's not it's not it's just not like fun either. Like I'm sorry. Like that's not it's not fun to me. I don't just
1: I'm wondering what I'm wondering what a deck would look like with this and switcheroo. Like if your goal is like to yeah, I mean, um, know, like play it's this these and switcheroo is not and... bad
0: if you're not running many minions. Like I think, I think you probably don't run many minions if you're running this because you want to make sure your stuff like creation protocol and like you said switcheroo. You want to make sure you're getting this most of the time. So you probably don't run many minions in this deck. You're just trying to keep making this guy bigger and bigger, and then you have a ton of spells that support that. so...
1: All right, so the next card is The Stars Align. It's a three-mana arcane spell, uh, epic, and it's transform minions in your hand into ones that cost three or more. And in parentheses, they keep the original cost. So what did you rate this? If you
0: can't tell. If you can't tell. I gave this a one out of five stars. What did you <laughs> I literally... do i see creation protocol and i see another card i see a few other cards but like this preset just looks like it's some some tools for control priest and then i do not think these any of these other archetypes are gonna pan out but why what did you give this
1: i give it a three out of five
0: okay i'm just like any effect like this is not super consistent unless you like Unless there's a way you can, like, manipulate it. Like, there was the mage one, but you manipulated that specifically to, like, you put specific cost spells in your deck, and when it transformed them into ten costs, there was only, like, two ten cost spells in standard. I don't really think... Like, unless there's a way we can manipulate this, you're just transforming your stuff into random nonsense. And it is... 3 they're all 3 more so you're investing 3 into this and then you're saving 6 cuz you get to play 3 random things that cost 3 less. It's like a 6 mana gain, but you're also doing nothing for 3 mana when you cast this and then that's a 6 mana gain assuming that uh, like or uh, sorry, I was assuming we were transforming 3 minions. Completely ignore all that. It's a gain if like you you could just get a bunch of junk that does nothing for you. And you can't you yeah. can't control that you could get a bunch of cracked really high cost stuff and then play it all. And you could like run a bunch of like one drops and play this and then play a bunch of four drops. And actually maybe that's good. But I like,
1: I find it funny. I find it funny that this like card exists when the other one is, um, like I'm looking at student of the stars with, uh, the shapeless constellations. Like,
0: Yes, dude. Or, or and after then it's like and the then Creation
1: account. Protocol, and it's like it's like all those cards look, like they seem like they want to go together. And the Stars Alliance
0: want to delete your hand.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> want to delete those car those minions that you're like trying to make. Bigger? Yeah, I don't think this card. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I definitely <laughs> i I want to change mine to one out of five. <laughs> to be honest, this is just Renounced but... Darkness,
0: the original one. It was a Warlock two cost epic, and it said. Replace all the cards in your hand with cards from another class. They cost, like, one or two less. I forget. And then it turned your hero power into their hero power. It's just a fun, like, transform your stuff into random stuff stuff. But it's not, like, it could, I don't know.
1: Alright, but
0: next up we have Serenity. Four mana, common, holy spell. Give all enemy minions minus two attack. Destroy any with zero attack. Wee-wee man, out of five.
1: I give it a three out of five.
0: It is a 5 out of 5, baby. This is is, a 5 out of 5, and we are one step closer to having a standard Priest deck where we can just run 30 removal cards. So why did you give this a 3 out of 5?
1: So I didn't even know that was a thing that Priest players longed for, um, so I could see why you gave it the rating you did. But uh, I just kind of thought that it's... Like an expensive conditional board clear, uh, so that's that's kind of all I thought. And uh, with this, I forget how do, how uh, vision of darkness works. That's um, is his, that vi-
0: Hol- is vision of darkness? Discover a shadow spell.
1: Vision of darkness. Okay, shadow. Oh, a shadow spell, not a holy spell. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was an expensive conditional board clear.
0: So, I give this five stars because this is amazing in Control Priest. Not... Okay. Bam. Clear a board, or... You, you said it's conditional. It is conditional. They do need to all have two or less attack, but if they don't, that minus two attack is permanent. So, like, even if it doesn't kill the stuff, their stuff now has one or two attack, and it's like, uh, it might as well have died. So, like, not only does <laughs> do that, but then, also i mean your control breeze yeah this is like kind of ridiculous but you could serenity into clean the scene and their stuff gets reduced to clean the scene hits it like school teachers and stuff like that and it's just i think honestly the thing that's so fat about it is if it doesn't kill their stuff that minus two attack is permanent that does not go away yeah that is why this is so fat because clear their stuff any stuff you don't clear is hitting you for like not much
1: Yeah, that's all you really had to say to convince me that I was wrong because I wasn't really thinking about that. If you're using that on four against like an aggro deck, like all their stuff, like it's either dying or it's becoming pretty useless. (laughs) Yeah, so that's yeah. Um, I would I'll change my rating on that to uh, I'll just say four out of five. Just to leave a little of my original opinion in there.
0: Keep a tiny bit Uh. shred of your dignity.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> S- so, the er did I introduce that one? I gave you the story. So
0: th- er, 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 yeah, you. I think you did. So next up is Rodan. Den. He's a six mana five five legendary with Death Rattle. Summon each other minion you've played this game that didn't start in your deck. Wee oui, wee oui, man. Out of five.
1: So this is one I didn't get to. But quick question: Would the Student of the Stars copies? be considered yeah they didn't start in the The original
0: student of the stars wouldn't but the copy all copies would so if you played like two copies this would play both of those
1: okay um yeah i mean if student of the stars deck works which i don't think it will but if it works this would be good um for that so i would say like i'd say like three out of five what did, what did you give it? I give it a
0: two out of five. The, the text is just like you keep reading it, and you're just like, I don't know. Every minion that didn't start in your deck. So like,
1: if I give it two Wait, out of five, you...
0: I'm just like, it's good if you like did the creation protocol or the or the like <laughs> power word synchronize, and then you summon like your your big boys, like your titan or your behemoth or something like that, but. I mean, you can run this in your dream deck with your Student of the Stars and your Astral Automaton, and then you can get back to me on that, but.
1: <laughs> it's I don't
0: nightmare. really. It's so good. I think this is, like, the best case scenario is this summons some, like, Titans or Behemoths you've copied. And then it's also the Death Rattle, so, and it's 6 mana 5 5 bad stats, and it's a Death Rattle effect. So I think it's just, like, a. This looks like a priest bait legendary. There's been so many priest legendaries that have, like, cool-looking effects like this, but they don't really, like, pan out because they just don't... There's so, This is pretty specific, right? It's pretty specific. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe it does work out. Maybe uh, maybe it's easier than I think to copy uh, high-value cards and control priest and then get this... Like, like, I guess if you copy a Titan or a Blackwater Behemoth or both and you don't need it, I guess you're not, like depressed if you play this and then like the light it burns it and it turns into a titan or it turns into a behemoth but like if that's what we're doing like that's why i'm giving it too because like you're a lot of resources for that
1: for sure um so then the last card in priest is shapeless constellations and it's an eight mana eight eight epic minion whose battle cry is transform into eight an eight eight copy of a random minion in your hand and, uh, yeah, that's a, I referenced it earlier talking about student of the stars like that can, um, I don't know. It can be anything like it, it would even be better as something else. Um, I bet, like, I, I can't think of it cause I don't play much priest, but I'm sure there's things that you'd be like fine with that being a copy of, but like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really, are you going to, you going to ask what we are worth. Yeah, what did you rate it? I
0: rated a three out of five. What did you rate it?
1: I'd rate it a three out of five too. I, I didn't I didn't get this one. So, but...
0: first off, um the absolute madmen did it. They printed the galaxy brain card. They did it. They really did it. <laughs> so and if you click on it and they click did. on it and read its flavor text. Oh my god. <laughs> so they did it. Um this isn't good because of the reasons you think. It's not gonna it's not good because of astral Automaton or student of the stars. This is if it is good, it's good because I'm a broken record. And I'm a broken record because Control Priest is a broken record, and they just want to keep playing copies of their stuff. And this is good if you become an 8-8 Behemoth and summon the lure, or you become a Titan and you use an ability. I know, I know. I'm a broken record, but you can't deny that it's 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 good. It's something that you'd want to do as Control Priest. But it's also 8 mana, and that's more than a Behemoth or a Amon Thule, so that's why I give it the 3.
1: Yeah, that checks out. So now we go into rogue.
0: So rogue is getting a mech heavy package uh, in this set, and at first I was like, "Ugh!" I was like, "Really? We're playing mechs as rogue?" And then they announced some cards that got me kind of hype. I'm pretty pretty interested in trying this out. I think out of everything, I'm least out of the four we've talked about today. I'm least interested in priest, and then after priest, I'm uh. Interested in rogue and then hunter and, and then death knight and then hunter. I'm most excited to play the secret stuff and then the plagues and then these rogue mechs, and then priests. What about you? What are your are you you have an opinion?
1: Yeah, I'm 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 with you. The priest stuff looks the most boring to me. I think the the titan is cool. The titan's cool. But the priest stuff is just getting yeah, like some good
0: control tools and then an archetype that's probably not going to work. So
1: yeah. So I mean. Yeah, that's probably on, like the last one on my list that I'm interested for. Uh, Hunter looks cool to me. Plagues look cool to me. Um, and I also think that the, some of these like mech cards are pretty cool. So I
0: think some of these cards are good. Some of these cards are cool, very cool. But uh, others are... Well, we'll get to all of them. So, yeah, I. But I'm I'm really hyped for the Hunter Secret package. I mean, we know we've talked about like how I like Secret Mage a lot on this show. Like, I'm really a big fan of Secret Archetypes. So,
1: heck yeah. All right, so yeah, let's get into it. So
0: first up, we got Gear Shift, one cost, rare spell. Shuffle the two leftmost cards in your hand into your deck. Draw three cards. Wee wee man, what do you give for this out of five?
1: I gave it a 4 out of 5. I gave it a
0: 5 out of 5. So, why'd you give this a 4 out of 5?
1: So, I thought that this card could be used as um, kind of like a uh, a mini... Uh, who's that dude? A mini... Uh, Finley? What's his name? Yeah, Finley. Finley. So I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. But it reminds me of like a little mini Finley, where if <laughs> the two leftmost cards in your hand suck... Um, you can just like shuffle them in and draw three cards, even just like even if they're like okay, drawing three cards um or I guess you're netting one card game or net zero that's still pretty good to one. me, oh yeah, 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 so I guess you're right you're you're going neutral, but um I still think it's it's a good tool, especially for rogue um being able to just kind of go through your deck like that uh if you know you're not. I mean, it's it's definitely the best if you're just not in love with your hand, and it's even better when it happens to be the two leftmost cards of your hand. So that's why I gave it four out of five, because it seems, like, pretty good. Um, but I just feel like there might be some instances where you get really good stuff on the left side of your hand, and, like, you don't really want to play that and until you play that other stuff. And then I guess at that point it could be good, but it's, like... I don't know. It just seems conditional at that point.
0: Do you want to know the use case that you didn't discuss, which is why I rate it five stars?
1: Yes, I would love to hear you're it. You're an
0: aggressive rogue guy that plays your stuff, and you just play this when your hand is empty, and it's just draw three cards. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, that, that's pretty So that's why it's five in stars, in my opinion. Because,
0: like, it is in the use case that you're discussing, where your hands do do okay, sure, get rid of my bad stuff. If your hand's good, you play your hand, and then you draw three cards.
1: Yeah, that's actually pretty big. I didn't I didn't think of it like that, so... I think I would change mine to five out of five, too. Because if you think of it as a card for aggro where it's just, like, a huge reload guard, like, that is really big.
0: So, next up, uh, so we have... Or, I did gear shift, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, so the next card is a one-mana spell called Tarslick. It's an epic, and it's minions take double damage this turn, deal one damage. So what did you give this? And it's a
0: two out of five. What did you give this?
1: Oof. I'm going to feel dumb. I gave it a five out of five.
0: Um, So I gave this a two out of five, because I'm just like looking at the rest of the rogue stuff in this set. Like, none of these cards are just cards that say, like, deal one damage, or deal, like... Like, your, your, your Titan deals four to something, sure, okay, and then they take eight. That's, that's the... When you're looking at all of these, that's, like, the one you see, right? Then you go to Rogue, you type in max you see MC Blingtron, Beatboxer, Disc Jockey, like... So, you're working this with Beatboxer on turn four, which could be... Like, it could be pretty good, too, to, if they hit minions, they all deal two. Or you're working this with like fan knives to deal two to everything. I'm just not sure any of those. Like I guess you're running beatboxer if you're running a mech deck, but then this is taking up a card. Like is it worth it to play two so that your beatboxer is dealing two every time? It's a minion. It just doesn't seem doesn't that doesn't seem crazy to me. I feel like I could be missing something, but I don't i can't think of like unless you're pairing this with like blood mage thalnos and fan of knives and then like are you really doing three cards to like i don't know i don't can you why'd you give it five out of five i want you to like i I just i want it i want this card to be good
1: um i mainly thought that this card would help rogue decks deal with boards uh which like i don't play much uh rogue at the moment but i remember when i did play um a little bit of like the draka like miracle rogue and the i played the ghost one too a little bit it always seemed like it was difficult to deal with large boards especially like uh earlier on so i thought that this would be a good card and like the early like like since it's a one cost um then, like, enabling you to be able to, like, either trade with minions, uh, play a spell, or, you know, like, pair it with beatboxer or something. Just, like, at a pretty early point in the game, or even on, like, turn five with the beatboxer. Um, there's beatboxer three. Beatboxer three. I think, I think three. he's a four cost. Okay. So, yeah, you could do it four. So, yeah, that was kind of my reasoning for it. Just being able to, like, deal with aggro boards, kind of, with whatever you're doing in Rogue.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I just, I'm just not, like, sure. Like, it's one cost. It's, like, you almost, I guess you're running this and you're, like, mech deck. Because it's, like, you're not running, you're not running this in Miracle Rogue. Because, like, it's one mana, but you're not, you're not, like, I don't know. Like, you're not, you don't want to be playing a bunch of cards on their minions. You're a rogue. Maybe I'm just, like, in denial and I don't understand this new rogue archetype that wants to play minions and do stuff. But like, But, like, I'm just not sure, like. Rogue doesn't have really fat, wide sources of damage other than, like, Fan of Knives. All that damage is, still has to be being done by, like, your minions. And it's, your, it's minions take double damage this turn. If you're, like, trading, your minions are taking double as well.
1: Ooh. I'm just not. Yeah, so it's, like, that... I Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. So I think I would lower my rating to... Like a 3.5 out of 5. Not dedicate like, 3 I... or
0: 4. <laughs> we don't take abs here on matchup, mashup.
1: Okay, so then. Or oh, you got the next one, sorry.
0: Next up is from the scrap heap. Common, 2 cost, rogue spell. Get 3 1 magnetic spark bots with random bonus effects. And these bonus effects are Divine Shield, Taunt, Rush, Wind Fury, Lifesteal. Stealth, Poisonous, and Reborn. So, eight and uh, all three randoms. You get the same one three times. You can get any number of them. So, Wee Wee Man, what'd you give this out of five stars?
1: Let's see. I gave this a three out of five.
0: This is a fat five out of five for me. So, why'd you give this a three out of five?
1: Um, I was just thinking of it like if, if you're playing... A two mana spell in like your mech deck, and getting like the three one one magnetic dudes that have different effects, um, like it's like decent. But I also just, I don't know. I think I kind of underrated it a little bit because the more I think about it, giving something like poisonous reborn or wind fury, the wind fury one could be a like game ender. And you can attach so it on guess... any of your
0: dudes too. Like if you get like the uh. If you get like the stealth one. You can play your Titan and then give it stealth. Like,
1: yeah. So like, it's
0: like a lot of different I, cases. I think
1: I yeah I think I kind of underrated this one a bit. I I definitely see why you could have given it five out of five. The more I think about it now, so like the um, I guess I just thought These it are was the concoctions
0: of the set, except they're tiny mech bodies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, why did you give it 5 out of 5?
0: Um, it's, okay, this is schooling for Rogue, <laughs> and schooling is really good, and this is um, really fat with Mimir- Mimiron, the mastermind who we'll talk about later, really lets you get a bunch of, like, gadgets, and all the gadgets are pretty cracked it's just a lot of different use cases like we were saying give the Titan stealth if you can give certain things like life steal or wind fury that deal like we have the like I don't know like I just feel like there's a lot of different you it's it's the like concoctions where you get there's like a different bunch of different things you can get and then you can like it's what rogue players want it's like you have options like and then you like choose your path and pursue it I think it's just a fun it's an interesting card and I think like yeah, I just think it's pretty good. You're getting three of them too, so. Next up we have. Yeah, or, what were we going to say?
1: Oh, no, I was just saying that that makes sense. I was. I'm probably going to change my rating on that up a bit, because, yeah, I, I was not giving enough value to like, like what that's actually giving you. It's giving you very, very huge plays with Mech Rogue. Um, so yeah, our next card is a 2 mana 3-2 minion, uh, a rare minion, and it's cries. Discover a spell from another class that costs 3 or less. This is Kajamite Creation. So what did you give this? I gave
0: this a 2 out of 5. What did you give this?
1: Kajamite Creation, I gave it a 4 out of 5.
0: So, okay. Uh, I gave this a 2 out of 5. I guess because it's just like, it's like some Thief Rogue support. But it's the only... It's not a mech. It's not mech stuff. So it's Thief Rogue stuff. But it's the only Thief Rogue support of the entire set. And it's also just like... I don't know. Like, you compare this to Prismatic Elemental. Prismatic Elemental, 1 mana, 1, 3. Discover a spell from any class. Costs 1 less. You're not getting the 1 less bonus there. This is restricted to 3 or less. Which could be good. or b- Good or bad, depending. I don't know. It's just like... Uh, the spell's not reduced. It's a two-mana, three-two. You could find specific nutty spells, because it's from another class, but it's just like, if Thief Rogue wasn't working, this is not going to be the reason Thief Rogue starts working.
1: That checks out. Why did you give it a Four out of five. Um, I just always th- think that Discover is a strong strong thing for any card to have and so I thought discover on a body for two would be good for rogues. I know rogue likes discovering things, but um hearing your argument about it like not being a mech and it's not like reducing the spell and like it's a pretty you know, it's like like a vanilla two mana three two. Like I think this deserves a lower rating. I would I would probably say three out of five after hearing what you said.
0: And like it could be good like we run on prismatic elemental that's a two mana one three so it's like a three two is a lot better than a one three so not a lot better yeah. like it's situational like the one three could be fatter but with rogue you want to be pushing the damage as much as you can so the three damage can be good it's also not like the effect isn't doing anything for the board so if they have any board at all they're going to be able to answer this so i don't know it's like, right, sure. but it's like, it's fun. Like, it's fun. I like Thief Rogue things. Like, I'm a Thief Rogue guy. So, but anyway, we can move on to the next card, which is Pit Stop. It's a two mana rare spell. Discover a Mech from your deck. Give it plus two, plus one. Wait, oui, wee oui, man, what did you give Pit Stop?
1: I give Pit Stop a four out of five. I, I give Pit
0: Stop a four out of five. Why you give Pit Stop four out of five?
1: Um. So for the Mech deck that Rogue is trying to create right now um being able to discover a mech from your deck and giving it two one seems strong to me uh you get to choose from three out of all your mechs so you can pick a mech in your deck that's best suitable for whatever point in the game you're in which is nice and you're buffing it uh and you're doing all that for two so i thought it was decent uh Uh, for the mana costs, so that's why I gave it a four out of five. How about you? Yeah,
0: this is good in the mech deck. Like, it's like not. It's kind of like not great on two, because I guess you want to play stuff, but maybe because like you can. I don't know. It's like I think it also is pretty good in Menagerie Rogue. Like Menagerie Rogue, not super good, but you can run exactly three mechs. Like I don't know. You could make it so that you always find. Band off this. This could be, like, a guaranteed band tutor. Like, probably not gonna make Venagia Rogue work, but also worth, like, noting that that is a thing. And discovering it, and giving it plus 2 plus 1 for 2, is like, that's like, that's, like, pretty, pretty good, because you could find, you curve into, like, one of the, we get quite a few 3-cost mechs. So, yeah, maybe, maybe 3 out of 3, or 4 out of 5, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe... Because, like, if you are trying to be an aggressive mech guy, I feel like you definitely would rather play the From the Scrap Heap on two. The Pit Stop seems like more of a later play. Like, you don't want to be playing it on two. I feel like you'd much rather From the Scrap Heap or, like, some, like, prepare yourself better. Because, like, the three-cost mechs, you don't really want to play on three. I guess you could play the Stealth on three, and it's a five-sit, or a five-five. It's not horrible, but... Yeah. I like just going phase for 5 on turn 4. It's not that bad, actually. Probably still, probably still 4 stars. I'll keep it.
1: Cool. Okay, so now we have a 3-mana 4-3 mech beast minion that's a common. Its name is Coppertail Snoop, and it's a magnetic minion, and its uh, text is, Whenever this attacks, get a coin. And what'd you get uh rate this?
0: Um I rated this a two out of five stars. Would you rate this?
1: Okay. I rated it a four out of five. Um So yeah, what was your reasoning?
0: So I guess if you have anything on board you can magnetize attack and get a coin. So I guess that's pretty good. Like three mana four three is average stat line, so but the fact that that's magnetic I feel like makes up for that. Um like, it's good if you play a mech on turn two. I'm not really sure what mech you're playing on turn two. Like, I guess it's good if you go, like... I don't know. Like, turn one, you play Click Clock, and I you play, like, an Amalgam or something, and then you could... magnetize one of those. I'm just... Yeah, I guess if that all happens, it'd be fine. The effect's not crazy. A coin, if you attack once... Like is not insane. The stats are fine. Yeah, it's just not like it's not like wow amazing. It's just like I don't know. Why'd you give it a four out of five?
1: Um, I just thought that getting a coin, uh, was pretty cool. Uh, pretty. I don't know how strong that would be, but I feel like anytime you can like have like uh ramp i guess i don't know if it'd be considered yeah ramp or, i feel like for rogue, just like a
0: coin is so fat but i feel like in this type of deck it might not be that because you're like not you're not uh i want to cast a bunch of cheap cards rogue you're like more of a minion one so that's where i'm trying to like you know
1: yeah no true but it is huge that you could attack you could magnetize this on turn three and attack with it right away and get yes, a yes if you have a
0: A, if you have a mech that is i, I yeah. think it's a good a good turn three play but it remains to be seen if like we'll be able to i don't know i mean i guess we can probably do that if we have a one and two cost mech but we'll see i guess i'll still probably stay at two stars all right. Next up, we have uh, the Rogue Legendary, a three mana two five uh, fat stats. Memoron the Mastermind. After you play a Mech, get a random one of Memoron's gadgets. So uh, scrap the scrap tools are back from Goblins versus Gnomes, but better. We have Memoron's coolant, a zero cost uh, spell. The next card you play this turn costs two less. We have Memoron's cloak field, one mana. Give a friendly minion plus three attack. It gets stealth until your next turn. Uh, memorons Switch 1 mana, choose 2 minions, swap their stats. memorons Horn 1 mana, give a minion taunt and Divine Shield. Memorons' Rewinder 1 mana, return a minion to its owner's hand, friendly or enemy. Memorand's Blades 1 mana, deal 3 damage. Wee oui, Wee oui, Man, what did you give Memeron the Mastermind?
1: I gave him a 5 out of 5. I gave
0: him a 4 out of 5. So why did you give him a 5 out of 5?
1: So this just seems like a card that synergizes really well with the uh from from the scrap heap and on top of that just all of the all of the um gadgets are just I don't know they all seem good to me like you literally get a uh zero cost or zero cost that reduces your next card by two not spell or minion like just any card by two which is super huge in my opinion i mean obviously it's all it's all random so you might not get it but the other ones i mean the other ones i wouldn't mind playing either uh they're all pretty versatile so that's why i gave it a five out of five uh and and like you said the stats are really nice for it he's too. got a big
0: butt he's like i i didn't give him five because like He's, like, the Putricide of this set, the mixer to the concoctions. The, from the Scrap Heap is to Potion Belt, as Memorod is to Professor Putricide. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is. And, like, Putricide is cracked, but, like, also situational. I feel like he's, like, maybe he's not situational. I feel like he's, like, there's a point where you play, sometimes you just play Putricide on two, and then you, like, play the game as is, and stuff happens. Sometimes you, like, save him to do a big turn and get a bunch, and I feel like that's what Memron is. Like, sometimes you're just gonna play him on turn three, and then you could, like, get big value, or, like, maybe he dies, but, like, that's the thing you want to do, because you're rogue, and you want to, like, play to the curve, kind of. Or you could do a big value burst turn with him later in the game, play him with the, from the scrap heap, and get, like, a bunch of gadgets. He's really versatile in that sense, and I'm excited to play with him, because he seems quite... He's, he's, like, skill test, skill testing card. High skill cap, high skill cap. Like like, with that, this type of effect, uh, really, they, they did a really good job, I had doubts with the mech design, but honestly, like, they managed to make a mech archetype that is focused on playing minions, but also is, like, super appealing to rogue players with the, from the scrap heap, and with the memoron, and the gear shift, like, this, uh, I... I really think this is, like, fantastic design. So I'm very excited to play with these. Uh, But 4 out of 5, just because Memoron is not going to carry the deck on his own. Like, he's really good for the value he provides and the versatility, but he's not, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't deserve 5, because he shouldn't have to carry the game. That's not what I'm saying. But, like,
1: how huge do you think the play is of playing a spark bot that has stealth, like, on him? It's literally so Giga. Because he then becomes a six.
0: Good luck killing my 6 health stealth guy.
1: Yeah, and then you can just like... Then like pass and then your next turn you can play more spark bots more other mechs and just get so much These value are giving me such
0: big concoction vibes with like the scrappy and yeah and, like and i really like concoctions and this is eight different concoctions too like there's a lot of uh, and like eight from the scrap heaps and six different gadgets like this is you're gonna have so many games where every different out, every outcome's different. So I'm I'm excited to try this stuff. I think this might be my second mode. I think Hunter now and then this because this is like really roguey, but also board based.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I like it a lot. Um, but that's it for no, one uh, all cars. of the class. Oh, uh, really? God, dude, Lab I Constructor. My... Hang on. Okay. Did you see him? Um, so, so, Lab Constructor. Yeah. I just... After I refresh my page oh, yeah. again, oh, he yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh. Lab Constructor, it's a 4-mana 3-2 mech, and it, you can forge it. Its text is, at the end of your turn, summon a copy of this, and its forge is gain magnetic. So, what did you five give this? 5 out of 5.
0: What did you give this?
1: I gave it a 4 out of Best 5. Best
0: mech... Memoron best valued this, but oh, this is just like this is. You're gonna want to magnetize this to your Titan, like that's the dream here. You could magnetize this to a Memoron also and get fat value. Um, yeah, and that's about it in terms of mechs you want to be magnetizing and Rogue like so. It's either this on your Titan or this on Memoron, but both of those are like so giga. Like you're you're never yeah you're never playing this i don't think without forging it and this could solve like the yeah this 100% solve, like, the turn two problem like if you don't have scrap heap you can forge this like that's like but it is kind of late for mana like to magnetize this and make a copy of your memoron or your prime but like also um yeah i don't know it's i think it's really good with the titan so still.
1: yeah i just thought like it's good. It's just expensive. I feel like it is expensive, but it, I mean, it needs to be because I mean, that is like a pretty strong. Like you get to just make a copy of anything, but yeah, it's 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 like yeah, you do have to forge it, and then it's four. But I mean, it, it's big once it's forged. It's just uh, I don't know. I guess I just didn't think it was quite five out of five because it's it's still a little expensive. But but I definitely see why you gave it a five out of five. Yes that's
0: all of the class cards uh so we're gonna hold off on the neutral cards for this week because we're already at about two hours for this episode but we're gonna try and fit all the neutral cards in with our next episode the rest of the classes but um yeah so we're gonna do our best to bring that to you guys
1: yes because we want we really do want to be able to cover like all these cards because then uh, for our listeners, it's like they have like an audio way of hype. uh hearing about all the cards and getting hype and thinking about them so so yeah, we will definitely try to do that for part three, but uh yeah we're, we're we'll just have to probably t- shorten our conversations a little bit yeah. about each card, but there's just a lot to talk about, so and we want to cover it all all of our thoughts um are we still? Do you think it's fine to play a game still? Yes, yeah, like, so we two should hours? play a game.
0: But what we should do is I found, apparently there's a new meta deck around the town, and I haven't played a single game with it, and it's Secret Rogue. And I think that we should mirror Secret Rogue with the new meta deck. <laughs> what, what are your <laughs> thoughts on that, yay or nay?
1: I've never played Secret Rogue, so I would probably, like, I, don't, I would rather play something I could, like, talk about better i yeah. don't know okay i guess our listeners could still hear like someone who knows how to play that kind of deck versus someone who doesn't so we i guess it's you can play whatever deck i'll play it is it on uh is it just on hs yeah, replay like, or is it on sort of the
0: top 1k and it should be it's actually looks like it's pretty pretty good
1: all right yeah i'll play it i'll probably get bodied because i've never played this archetype before
0: I'm going to beat you with Prison of Yogg-Saron. You have my solemn vow. I'm going to challenge you. Two, four, two. Alright, so, me and Wee Wee Man are facing off with Secret Rogue. Good luck to you, Wee Wee Man.
1: Good luck to you, Private Merc.
0: Alright, so... We've downloaded a really fun secret rogue list that neither me or Wee Wee Man have, have tried out yet, and we're going to be... I'm really excited. I hope I get to play Prison of Yogg-Saron. private eye, gravedigger, potion belt, putricide. Hmm. Private eye, I feel like it's good. Putricide, potion belt, gravedigger. Hmm. Maybe not the putricide, maybe not the potion belt, but gravedigger, private eye. Hmm. Maybe I do want putricide. Putricide, potion belt, gravedigger. Hmm. Putricide, Grave Digger, Private Eye. I'll keep that. That's like kind of fun. Or, er, hmm. Yeah, I'll toss the pushing belt. You get Queen Ashara. So Queen Ashara, Private Eye, Grave Digger, Putricide. He plays a concoctor. Good turn one. I draw a fan of knives. So I'll pass. Dang, he plays a ghoulish alchemist. It's pretty big. And I draw prison of Yogg-Sara. I'll equip a dagger. I'll just pass it, looks like. So I'm gonna take damage from his ghoulish alchemist, which is sad. We do have Queen of though. We can get some lucky big stuff off that. Hopefully. Right, he equips a dagger. It's probably best-case scenario for us, we take a lot of damage from his stuff, but, like, not... not too much. We get a Shadow of Demise. So I'm going to coin out the Proud eye. And it pulls a Double Cross in a sticky situation, so no perjury. It's kind of sad, but... It is what it is. I might, it looks like since I drew the uh, Shadow Demise, I could double Fan of Knives next turn. And then Queen Shara on turn five. It's sad because I kinda wanna save the Shadow Demise for another Horn, but may or may not get that opportunity. I'll just have to see what he does here. <laughs> he plays a prep. Which causes me to get sticky situation, a three-four stealth tomb crawler. And he plays Phantom Knives, and he plays a Private Eye, which causes my double cross to go off. I think I can save that coin for the for the horn off my Ashara. Kind of a scary situation. I think I'll play the Putricide. I'll trade with the spider into his 3-4. Then I can attack his concocter and fan of knives. And he did have sticky situation. Sad. So I'm gonna mill something so my hand is full from concoctions, but that's okay, because I want to be able to play Queen Asshara. He spikes my side, but it still has one life left. And then he plays an Astalore. and a Mixed Concoction. Jeez, he's so aggressive. I'm Ellie Concoctors, so I got a Bone Spike. That two two and Blake Jara. for the horn. If he has crab on six, that would be really good for him and sad for me. But he could very well. He has crab. Sad news. I'm just dead unless I get a really good colossal. Oh my gosh, we got Blackwater Behemoth. Okay. We take those. Nice. Play the Behemoth. That was crazy lucky for us to get that Blackwater Behemoth there. It's nuts. Plays a Mixed Concoction on it. The three damage and a a Hazy and a Bubbly. Then he Potion Belts. Does he have a way to deal damage to that that isn't from a like a minion or his face. If he doesn't kill this behemoth, I am going to go crazy with Shadow Step, and like he has to kill this. He's gonna go face with it. He's gonna trade his spider with it. Okay. I draw a concocter. I'm gonna horn again, and I get a G lag. I'm gonna hit double hazy. I get under king and a spotlight. So neither of those do anything for me. I guess I'm just gonna mill a card. I guess I could shadow step the Jilek. I think I'm gonna shadow step He's got a lot of discovered stuff. He bone spikes one of my uh, stalks. Private eyes, it's pretty big. And he grave diggers. Oh, he's looking for my Jilek. Don't do it, don't do it. Wee wee man, please. No, he gets rid of my Jilek. I'm gonna greetings him and hope, hope that I draw it on my turn. I think we'll play the trade into his three, four, and then we can prep. To bone spike his 4 3 and play a private eye. And then we won't spend our last mana because we don't want to trigger his double cross. And we got a perjury and a double cross off our private eye. And he discovers a mage seeker off his perjury. Ooh, he does 3 to one of my stalks and destroys another stalk with the purple part. He plays a cane Sun Fury and gives it a banana. And another banana, and a third banana. He trades into my under king, and break dances the cane, and gets another six-two rush, which kills my private eye. And he here, powers, which gives me double cross trigger. And I get a perjury and I will choose objection cause he has an Astellore and a cane in his hand. I want to play prison of yogg cause that card is fun. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna target his face with prison. Arson accusation, murder accusation, two accusations. Preparation, and Whirlwind. Wow. That was pretty interesting. Play a Ghoulish Alchemist, and I'll play the Hazy Concoction off of it that I just got. Ooh, but I played into his Double Cross. That's kind of bad. That was sad, all that stuff that just happened to me. Wow. I kind of did some bad plays there. Oh, Psy Objection is Putre son You can either play Kane or S. He plays 5 Astolor. And he Shadow Steps the 5 cost Astolor. Dang. And he plays the 5 cost Astolor. It's unfortunate. I'll play my brutal Hmm, I can shuffle all his stuff into his hand here. I'm going to definitely do that. So I'll put a Gravedigger. And shuffle in his Astelore. And then I'll do the Gravedigger again. And it's Shadow Astelor, Shadowstep, Astelore. I'll shuffle in his Shadowstep. And then I'll mix Concoction to kill his 5-5. And I'll play a one-two concoctor. So he has a canon and Astorle eight and one other card. He plays the Astoloi eight, and I can play Brutal Analan land next turn to get humongous value. I a new Dagger. I have perjury and I get. Cat trick, motion eye, visage, probably visage, because he could cane me, so it's pretty good. So I'll play the analan second so deal, 8 to his face. I'll hit him face, and then I'm going to prison him. Mark of Scorn, which deals 3. Moonbeam, which hits him twice. Frozen Touch gets him too. Oh, that's lethal.
1: Two Valeras, one fighting ground. I draw a preparation, a prison of yog saron and a ghoulish alchemist. So, uh... Uh... Let's see here. <laughs> I forgot to mute myself, so... Private Merc just heard my ma- initial maul again, that's nice. Um... But I don't think I'm going to keep any of it. Maybe maybe Ghoulish Alchemist. I definitely don't want to keep preparation in Prison of Yogg-Saron. I don't think. I don't think I want to keep preparation in this deck. Um, let's see. Because I'm new to this deck. Yeah, it, the the stats on HS Replay show that the Ghoulish Alchemist is like the highest mulligan win rate. So... I'm going to keep Ghoulish Alchemist and throw away the other stuff. And I draw a Concocter and an Astelore. So Concocter with Ghoulish Alchemist, that's pretty huge. Um, So I'm going first. I'm just going to play my Concocter. Private Merc does nothing. And now... hmm, I draw Preparation... I guess I'll just play Ghoulish Alchemist. And go face with my Concocter. He hero powers. Does he swing at anything? Alright. So I draw a Krabatoa. Um... I don't really want to play my Astelore yet. I would like to play him past turn 5. Uh, just to give that effect. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just going to hero power this turn. And just go face with everything. Next turn, I'm thinking we can uh, play that private eye, hopefully. Um... I don't know though, it also depends. Like I might not want to play Private Eye yet. I feel like I don't have enough card I don't have enough cards in my hand that synergize well with secrets. But I guess it will at least help me draw cards. With the rogue secrets, it'll probably cast. So I'll go ahead and play. Hmm. Do I want to prep Phantom Knives and a Private Eye? Is it worth it? Ugh, I I don't know. It's hard hard to say. I think I will, cause I want to do something. So I'm gonna prep Phantom. Okay, so he gets a Spider with Stealth from his secret. I'll play Phantom Knives. Um, ooh, and I got another Concoctor. It's really big. I could make another Concoction, or I could cast Private Eye. I guess I have Concoctions no matter what, so I'll get another 3-4 body out there and cast Secrets. So I'm playing Private Eye. He's drawing two cards because I spent all my mana. I'm going to trade with his Private Eye and go face with my Concoctor and my Hero, Leaving him with a 3-3 three, three stealth, his weapon equipped. And I have my 1-2 concoctor, my 3-4 private eye. Two secrets up. We've got the same exact ones he had. I don't know if those are the only ones. No, those aren't the only ones in this deck. We also have perjury. So no perjury. we got double cross and sticky situation. Ooh, Potion Master, that's rough. So he gets one. And he's probably going to hero. Oh, he's he's going to Phantom Knives, that's rough. So he uses hero to attack my one, two. My private eye was a three, one, then he Phantom Knives that. So he's getting a ton of potion value right now. Alright, so I get my 3 4 stealth spider dude. Alright. So we'll play a concoctor first. We have deal 3 damage and add a card to your hand from another class, cost 3 less. I think what I'll do is use a serrated bone spike on... I'll use a serrated bone spike on his Potion Master. Um... Oh, shoot. I don't play enough rogue. I had to kill it in order to get the effect. Um, okay. Okay. I'll just, I was planning on uh, Serrated Bone Spiking that so I could use my Potion Belt and play Astolor, but I'm just going to play Astolor now and remove his Potion Master. I'll also play this Concoction that adds a card to my hand does three to his face. So, I got a one cost, charge all friendly attacks, ignore taunt. That's pretty huge that I just got a three-five charge. That's really nice. Oh, but he's got Queen Ajara, so that's scary. So he plays Queen Ajara on five. Um, it would be nice if I could have a secret, but hmm. I think what I'll do is Crabatoa here. So I drew that grave digger. No secrets. I could play potion belt. I I want to save Kane's Sun Fury for when I need that three damage. Um, I'd rather just remove his Queen Jar body and get some damage into him this turn. Um. So yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll crab here, and I'll hit one of my claws into his. Um, Azara. and then I will trade my Concocter into his Azara to finish her, swing my 3-4 Spider, puts him at 8 health, we're still sitting at 30 health, so we're looking pretty good right now. I could play, I have my mixed Concoction, uh, I can't talk, I have my mixed Concoction, uh, from, uh, whatever that spell is that transforms into a... Oh, Shadow of Demise. My Shadow of Demise transformed into that. So I have three damage there. Oh, but it doesn't matter because he plays a Blackwater Behemoth. So he's going to heal, which isn't great. Okay. Okay. So Alright. I'm gonna use my Shadow of Demise to use this mixed concoction again and deal three to his fleshwater behemoth. I'm I have to remove that without like I wanna try to remove that without having to get him give him eight more healing. Um But it's not gonna work because i don't have enough mana so that's rough that's really rough um i'll play my but i got bananas that i could i have i don't know what to do here Mm, this is tough So I'm just gonna swing my my uh three four into his blackwater behemoth and go face with my hero. It was really rough that he had that blackwater behemoth. I don't like that. Now he plays a Zylag, so the game is turning pretty badly for us. (coughs) I wish I could have Ghastly Gravediggered some of that stuff, but. Wow, he takes his head back. Okay. It's really awful that he took the head of that Zylag back because now he can just play it again. Uh, okay. I guess we'll bone spike one of the Zylag stalks. Um, then I'll play a private eye. Wow, this is tough. I'm gonna play a ghastly grave digger in hopes that I can shuffle his zylag back into his hand. Um, God, I really don't want to use my cane, Sun Fury. I was gonna use that to, ugh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna play him yet. I don't want to. Oh my God, He is under King. Yeah, it ain't looking too good. So, I'll take an explosive runes from my perjury. I think we lose this one here. Going to play a bunch of Bananas on my cane, Wind, Fury. At this point, it's just to survive. Um, I'll hit that into his underting, I guess. Or his Underking. And then I'll play Breakdance on him. To kill his Private Eye. And then Swing Face. But... Uh it doesn't really matter. I think I just lose this. He has way more cards. He has bodies on the board. So he's swinging with both his dudes to get me down to 7. And now he's playing Prison of Yog and targeting my face. Let's see what happens. Choose a minion. <laughs> what? Oh, let's go. Might remove his minions. No, it did not. It almost did. He's prepping something out. He's prepping out a potion belt. I feel like he's getting way fatter value with his potions than I am. He plays a ghoulish alchemist. I draw two cards because of double crossed, and I kill his ghoulish alchemist and deal four to his face with uh, explosive runes. He plays a zero cost hazy concoction. Um, so I guess I'll play a potion master putricide. Oh. Oh how cool he counters my potion master putricide. Um alright, I guess I'll just play Astelor. Uh and I have two shadow steps, so I'll shadow step that Astelor. Um and I'll play I'll play it again. So we have Kane Sun Fury still. Uh one Shadow Step and two big Astolors. So I think this game is still winnable depending on what he has. He's still got that five mana. Oh, he just ghastly gravediggered my one of my Astelors, And he's shadow stepping it. How cool. He's just saying, Hey, get those Astelors out of here. How neat. Oh, he gets rid of my shadow step. Hmm. Well, I just play this Astelore. I drew a preparation, but... There's nothing I can do with that. Um, I'm not going to swing my character at his Tar Creeper. So that's the last thing. He has a 3-2 Tar Creeper up, and I'm just going to re-equip my weapon and pass. I'm glad I had a threatening hand like that, where he had to make the decision of, like, do I remove his um, or do I get rid of his Astelor or do I get rid of his um, Shadow Step? So he plays a Brutal, an Island, that's awesome, and then he yogg my face, and I think it kills me this time. Yep. Wow, that was rough. Good game, wait, man. Good game.
0: That was such a back and forth game. It was like yeah, so bad. Yeah, that deck. was
1: fun. I would I would play more of that.
0: Prison of yog Saron is amazing. It literally was the worst thing in the world for me the first time I used it, and then it was really good the second time, and I feel like that's how it's always.
1: Yeah, no, that be. was really cool. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that uh, wraps up uh, this uh, episode ten, um, we covered a bunch of cards. And it's a milestone. Yeah, it 10. is. It's a huge. It's a huge deal. And then we
0: we covered a bunch of new cards, and then we both just had some fun playing a deck we haven't played before. It was a for time. sure.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it's interesting to try to like talk through my plays with a deck that I've never played. Uh, I hope I did all right, but. As always, this podcast is, I feel like, I feel like it shines for showing, um, the differences and how I think, like, like the difference between how I think and how Private Merc thinks. And, uh, just knowing that there's people out there that probably have similar thoughts as I do about certain cards or certain plays, and I feel like it's good to hear why they are wrong. And uh, how other things could be right. And then maybe sometimes I do say some pretty smart things.
0: Sometimes you show me things that right. I not think of. Too.
1: Yeah, I think it's that like, back and yeah. forth there is good. So, so yeah. But I tried my best. It was a good yes. game for sure. I thought once I had all those ass lures, was, I was uh, like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm upset. Uh, But then you played the ghastly grave diggers, And I was like, oh, well, I just
0: i literally was like oh, it was such a crazy game i literally you, you had such a good early game you play the concocter and then turn two i was like gosh i hope he doesn't have the alchemist because i kept like a slow like private eye hand and then you did have the alchemist and i was like oh no i might just die at like three two, and, one, two. <laughs> and then i and then i was like at like 12 health and i was like well we're gonna save this because i could have coined out a Shara earlier but i was like we're gonna save this for like a second horn, because like we really, really, really need Blackwater Behemoth, and then it found me Blackwater God. Behemoth, and I was like, hey, "Hey, it's not luck if you call out the one in like twelve chance, like it's not or one in thirteen, like it's not." Yeah,
1: fun. when when you <laughs> whipped that out, I was uh I was sad.
0: I knew that you were gonna love seeing the Blackwater Behemoth come out, and then and then intentionally choose your uh your Kravatoa so that you lose the weapon. Yeah, buff.
1: it was it was cool. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's just how it is it's, so <laughs> it's like oh a fun for sure game though. but yeah and I also I want to take a sec to wrap things up here too because this uh is the this is going to be um the last episode before I go on my honeymoon have my wedding and stuff so we're going to be there's going to be a little time in between episodes as we talked about earlier it's probably going to be uh when the set releases like around August 1st so but we will be back And, uh, in the meantime, we will for sure be playing Hearthstone, so. Yes.
0: Farewell, fellow Hearthstone gamers. Farewell, Farewell. wee-wee man.